good evening and welcome to the 2008-2009 WNBL semi-final here at the AIS Arena. It should be a very exciting game. Craig Ravel along with Mark Aston and Michelle Hocking along with sideline Simon Peters and it should be a, a great game tonight with the two top teams going after the honour of hosting the WNBL Grand Final, Michelle. That's right. I'm looking forward to this game tonight. Canberra Transact Capitals up against the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers. Um, Bulleen finishing second in the, in the, on the table. Probably not something that would have been expected probably five, six rounds ago. Um, they were certainly in the mix, but I guess pundits would have said, you know, Adelaide and probably Townsville. And so Bulleen have done a great job and come back and uh, to put themselves in a position for a double chance um, to go into the grand final. Yeah, of course, it's all tonight about winning that chance to host the grand final in two weeks' time. So, so this is big, um, really big for Bulleen, I think, because they've lost one of their key players. Shelley Hammonds is out. That, that's, that's a huge loss for them. But the other good thing is you've got a second chance after tonight. That's right, Mark. When you think about what Shelley Hammond brings to this bullying group, I think it's a tough ask for them to come out tonight and play against the Capitals. I mean, when you look at the, the front line of Beattie, Bishop and Tolo, um, you know, Penaluma's been doing a great job all season, but um, she needs point. some support, you know, Zoe Carr and that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, we'll wait and see what happens in that regard. Yeah, it's one big against three bigs. That's going to be a big part of the night and some of the Capitals starting to come out on the court to warm up. And Simon Peters, you're going to be down in amongst all the action there as the, this crowd really starting to fill in and the clappers are going to be making it hard to hear the calls out on the court. Yes, a lot of clappers. <laughs> a part of finals time is, is more noise, but um, it's probably where, if you look at these two teams over the past couple of years, the, the Capitals are going to feel a lot more comfortable in this environment. They're, they're used to playing these big games at the end of the season and uh, they'll be feeling good about the game right now. Guys, where do we think this game is going to be won and lost? you talking about the bigs there already, Mark. Oh, definitely the bigs. Just, it's just too much of an advantage that I think that the Capitals have got over Boleyn. Um, Boleyn during the regular season couldn't combat that. And uh, with the uh, strength of the uh, Capitals just right, right through the lineup. There's just too much strength there. The height will just give them an advantage straight up. And there's some great players that are just going to come on and uh, take it out. And, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing Michelle Musselwhite and seeing how she is. She had a very interrupted season with injury, but she's a great player and will be looking to step up, looking for her first ever championship. Well, that's right. She's got a lot of finals experience having played with Sydney, but as a, I don't think she's ever been in a group, as you no. say, Mark, when no. they've won, a, won an actual grand final. So she will be hungry for this. And, and she has had a disrupted season, but I think that um, with Natalie Hurst going out of the lineup the last couple of weeks and that's sort of pushing a, a Kelly Abrams and a Jess Bibby into sharing that point guard role has given Musselwhite an opportunity to play some more minutes and uh, really get a little bit of her form and touch back. It is interesting because... Uh, Moss was uh, out of the Dandenong side just when they started winning grand finals. So <laughs> she uh, picked probably the worst time to make the change. Now, the Caps just gathering in their uh, key that they have been warming up in earlier. In good spirits, just Bibby dancing in the centre of it at the moment. Yeah, so, uh, apparently that's a bit of a tradition for the team at, uh, between the two of them, Bibby and... Um, is it... 
uh, Dalgleish is in there now. Dalgleish in there. A couple of girls do a dance. They tell some jokes, get in a good spirit, get in a good mood, get ready for it all. Bit of team bonding, bit of team moving. It's uh, looking good for the night. Well, Simon Peters is going to be down there speaking to Graffy as soon as she's available. And uh, Graffy normally is uh, available right up to introductions. So uh, she is very accommodating with the media. But we should remark that down there just to... uh, the right of me down on the court, uh, which you might be able to pick up if you are watching the webcast that we are bringing to you at sportradio.com.au tonight. And uh, you can see the championship trophy, the Australian Defence Forces championship trophy, which everyone is playing for. The Caps have been red-hot favourites right throughout the season, and rightly so with the performance they've put up, Michelle. That's right. I mean, if you look at the um, consistency of performance across the season, you'd have to say the Transact Capitals have probably been red-hot favourites. However, you know, Adelaide early on in the season would have been right up amongst that mix. Their form of late, they had a win against Bendigo on uh, Wednesday night to put them put them into the game tomorrow night against Townsville. But uh, I think really, you know, the Capitals, their depth, I mean, they just go so deep this season, Mark. It's, uh, you know, they've got some real flexibility in players that they can bring in off the bench and, you know, mix up their, their looks. They can go big, they can go small, they can go fast or, you know, like there's not anyone out there that's particularly slow, but they can slow it down and grind in the half court as well. Yeah, they've just got too much. It's, it's all over strength. It'll be uh, too much for Bolene. As you said, it's been a funny season because, yeah, early in the season, we Adelaide looked like they were the team. And then uh, that, since Christmas, they've just disappeared off the radar, even though they're still alive and playing tomorrow night against Townsville. Um, and then Bulleen's just come out of nowhere. And they've, they've played, been playing well. Um, of course, they beat Townsville last week to guarantee that uh, they got the second place, got the second chance. So um, you can't dispel them completely. And you can't go into The Caps can't go into this match thinking, oh, well, you know, we, we've had our greatest season ever. We've done really well. We're way ahead of everyone else statistically. Uh, if they go on with that attitude, then it, it could be a big, big trouble. Well, it counts for nothing, doesn't it? I mean, you can have the greatest season, but when it comes to finals basketball, it's all about winning the games that count. So, you know, uh, I think that the girls will be really focused on getting this win tonight and making sure that they secure a home grand final. Interesting for me will be how Natalie Hurst comes out and plays tonight. She's had a couple of weeks off the floor with her calf injury. I noticed that it's uh, all um, uh, strapped up tonight and what have you. So, you know, she's got a tough ass. Sharon Milner will be her matchup, and uh, she's uh, no uh, slouch out on the floor. She's, um, I think she was All-Star 5 last season, or sorry, probably the season before. So she's a very experienced WNBL point guard, and she'll be hungry for it. So, you know, with Nat Hurst coming off of injury, um, it'll be interesting to see how Graffy uses her. I believe she will start her, um, but it'll be interesting to see how she uses her tonight. It is indeed. And uh, I think Bullina are in this position where certainly no one in the crowd here tonight is expecting them to win, so they can just throw it all on the line because uh, they're, they're coming in as very much major underdogs. Well, they are. I think there might be a few bullying supporters in the crowd, Craig, that might disagree with you. But, uh, yeah, look, they've certainly got the underdogs tag. But, 
As we were talking before, Mark was saying it's been, you know, an interesting season where teams have sat throughout the season. You look at something like Logan, the new franchise into the league, you know, there are no easy beats in the, in the league this season. They came out and they had some great wins and great... They didn't always get the win, but some really great performance against some of the what would be considered um, championship contending uh, yep. teams. So, you know, the, the Capitals certainly cannot take bullying for granted this evening. No, no, Logan probably uh, had a little bit of an effect on the ladder as it ended up as well the way they played and they got better as the season goes on so next season they'll be even, even better for the experience the whole organisation will be better and happier with that but um, yeah as you're saying the, the uh, Milner-Hurst battle uh, it will be crucial because you've got to control the game and uh, Milner she's been around for a few years but this year she's been playing great basketball the last couple of years she's just stepping it up and yeah, that will be one of the real key battles to uh, establishing a control over the game tonight. That's right. I mean, you know, your point guard generally controls tempo and momentum flows, and I think that, you know, that's going to be a critical element to this game. Certainly, we know what Canberra can do when they get onto one of those roles, so that will be absolutely critical for Bulleen to maintain... Uh, sorry contain the tempo and, and control the tempo of the game and, and a large to a large degree that falls to the Sharon Milner um, role. So I think the other one that's going to be very important for Bulleen tonight, given the, the I, I guess the challenge they have in containing Canberra's big rotation, is Desiree Glorbus. I mean, she really needs to come out tonight and have a big outing for um, for Bulleen. Now, I'm not necessarily putting the points on the board, but that, that will certainly help. But just her general play and leadership on the floor will be critical tonight for Bulleen. Yeah, well, she, she knows this place as well as anyone. She won a championship here with the AIS. She was the uh, captain of the AIS team that year, of the, uh, the great Jackson, Taylor, etc. lineup. Um, so she's got experience. She knows this court. She knows how to play in here. She knows the atmosphere that it was that night, what it's like in the finals. And uh, I suppose the other one with all the experience they've got, Katrina Hibbert, who's uh, just a great player, who's going to have to uh, step it up as well, though. That is right. I think, you know, Katrina Hibbert, she's just been a great player in this league and she has a lot of international experience as well. She probably had a slow start to this season, but her form post-Christmas has been very good and I understand that the last game she played, I think she, she had big numbers and was very critical with Hammond being off the floor in actually contributing to them getting that win. If we uh, start to focus in on the game proper now, and uh, it is interesting, it is 25 to 7, the Capitals over the Boomers in their head-to-head matchups, and we are going to see tonight the bigs of Canberra really want to get hard at it. One advantage, perhaps, that uh, that Bulleen have is that Zoe Carr knows a lot of Coach Graff's moves and she was here at the uh, beginning of this tall timber um, period when she was trying to uh, establish herself in the capital side and uh, we have this opportunity now for her to go in and I think try and drag some early fouls out of the likes of um, Beatty, Bishop and uh, of course uh, Mariana Tolo particularly focusing on those two younger girls. Yeah, well, actually, the, the bullying lineup. if you look at it, OK, we're, we're, we're downplaying them, of course, because they've lost uh, one of their key players, but th- there's lots of players with lots of experience and experience here that know this place. Um, 
as we said, I mean, Milner's been around this league and she's played here plenty of times. Lobbett's played here with the AIS and captained them back then. Kylie uh, Reid um, has been around the league for a while. Zoe, of course, played here with the Capitals. So, uh, you know, she certainly knows this arena, knows what it's like. Elise Penaluna was with the AIS just a couple of years ago. So she's played here. She knows what it's like. Katrina Hibbert's been here a few times with the Opals as well as Bulleen and that. So I think, you know, it's, it's not as easy in some ways as it looks. But there's also the other factor of what happened last year for the Capitals. Um, the Capitals were raging hot favourites against uh, Dandenong. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's right. And, uh, you know, maybe they took it too easy. I'm not really sure. But, you know, the, the Capitals want to host the final. They, they can't take do. that risk. They yeah. do. And, and you hit on a really important point. Whilst you might look at Canberra as being top favourites and bullying having underdog tag, where's the pressure then? You know, they're on at home, on their own court, they've got the favourites tag. So in many regards, you could say bullying have got absolutely nothing to lose tonight. So they can go out there and they can just give it it all and potentially lose nothing. Whereas for Canberra, there's a lot at stake for them. Guys, guys, Yep, Shelley Hammond's actually wandering around the uh, side of the court there with her left leg um, Hello. on crutches. So I'm going yep. down. We'll speak to uh, Cheryl Chambers in just a moment, guys. Yes, it's unfortunate, isn't it, that uh, Shelley Hammond has had a bad run of it with injuries. She did a fantastic job to rehab and um, to, you know, injure herself so close to the final. So, you know, it's a, a tough tough thing for anyone to come back the injury she had last time and to re-injure the other knee and uh, just really unfortunate. She's such a, a great player and she's a great person for that group to have yep. on the floor as well. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be uh, very, very interesting and Craig's actually with um, Shelley right now. Shelley Hammond, uh, how do you feel having to come in tonight to uh, watch another final? No, unfortunately, and of course with the, uh, the, the noise that's going on here in the crowd, but uh, it is very... Craig is going to try and talk to Cheryl Chambers now, and hopefully we'll get better reception this time. We're just giving him some hair single signal from up here in the, in the box. We've got Simon Peters over with Carrie Graff. So okay, I've got with me Coach Carrie Graff. It's March again, finals again. How are you feeling? Yeah, good. Look, this is what we play for all year. You know, it's, it's all about the, the work you do to get to the finals and put yourself in a great situation to do as well as you can in the playoffs. So, I mean, this is what we focused on all year. We wanted to, to get ourselves in a great situation to, to get a chance to get a home final, and we've done that so far. Now we've got to put it all out there tonight. I've been trying through this season so far where you guys have looked just rock solid and very very slick and you've had a pretty disruptive run up into the finals with um, Natty out I guess you know your starting point guard out is a big thing to overcome um, Muscle White's been a bit touch and go Pereira, um, how do you think that's affected you guys in the lead up? Yeah look, I mean I think 
the, the thing about our teams is we're so well conditioned to having athletes injured and in and out. You know, for a long time, this ball club had Lauren Jackson. They could practice 20 minutes a week, you know, a couple of seasons. So I think they're, they're adaptive, this group. They handle, you know, they handle adversity pretty well. We've had people in and out all year. You know, Bibi had a shoulder injury early on. So I think they're conditioned to having, you know, different people in a practice, playing different positions. So, you know, look, it's not the perfect thing, but I think they've handled really well. You know, Natty's a true professional. I mean, she's in great shape. She'll, uh, you know, she practiced a full session on Wednesday, like, Wednesday night, and you couldn't tell. So, well, I think this, our group can handle that stuff pretty well. Is it a case of um, she might have been ready maybe a week or two ago and you just wanted to save her up for the final? Oh, we were never going to risk it. I mean, it's just yeah. not intelligent. You know, once we secure that minor premiership, with the, you know, if it was an ankle or you know, something jointy, different story, you can sure. push it along. But you know, with muscle injuries, just, you know, we were led by the, the sports med people and they said, you know, if you don't have to, don't use her. It's just not intelligent. So you know, she's, that, was, you know, that was really good for us that we secured that minor premiership and we didn't have to push her along and, and therefore you know, risk potential further injury. It's been a while since you played bullying. Back in round five was the last time. Of course, they don't have Shelley Hammonds. It's a big change to their lineup. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, as I say, we haven't played them, you know, since the end of October, which seems like eons ago. But you know, I think our team's a lot better now. You know, by the same token, so bullying. You know, they play very well together. They execute their half-court offense very well. You know, we're a different style. We're up-tempo. We're defensively minded and play a full-court game. So it's going to be a battle of two styles. So. Um no other niggling little things we need to look out for tonight? Nothing that's going to keep you awake? Or that has kept you awake this week? No, look, I mean, like I said, it, it, it's nice that I'm sure Cheryl's the same. You'd rather have, you know, a full complement of people in practice and all that, but that's sport. You've got to deal with injuries. But this group, are, you know, they've been hungry for this all year. we just got to put that on the floor tonight. Excellent. And you surprised at all to see bullying here? No, look, I, I scouted that game last week. I went from Logan to Melbourne to watch that game. I knew that it was going to, it could well come down to that game and Look, they're, you know, they've, they've really you know, um, flown below the radar this year. Not many people have been talking about them, but they've been sitting in second, third and fourth spots since the start of the year. So you know, they deserve to be here. I mean, they earned that right. They, they've got the win-loss record to prove it. So you know, I think they, weren't talk, they didn't talk themselves up. They weren't talked about a lot, but I think they, um, you know, if your win-loss record says you're second, you're deserving of that. They're that kind of team, though, aren't they? I mean, we, you know, we just talked about Shelly Hammonds not being there, but she hasn't been there a couple of weeks now. They've won against the, the top four teams, and they're just kind of like that quiet achiever. They just get it done. Yeah, and, look, and they've got a, you know, they've got a core group of people that have been, played together for a while. You know, Cheryl Chambers, I think, in her seven or eight season season with them. So, you know, they do execute well. They play well together. They make the extra pass. You know, and they've got, I mean, their core group of, of veterans. When you talk about Milner, Hibbert, Glorbit, uh, Kylie Jordan, I mean, those four have played together. Gosh, you know, it yeah. seems like a decade. So, yep. um, you know, I, and I think they utilise that. They're a team that play very well together. Well, thank you very much for your time. We'll uh, catch you at the end of the game and hopefully we'll have another date in two weeks for the grand final. Thanks very much. Thanks, Scrappy. Cheryl James is the coach for it again in the grand final. Yeah, it is. I guess both teams are coming out are really excited to try and get that to happen tonight. How have the girls been throughout the week in the training? Yeah, good. We've had a pretty good work week on the track and I mean, you'd expect that going into a you know, one versus two. They're very excited and um, ready to, to be smart. Yeah, How's the support been coming up? Getting to see a bit of a one-way coliseum in the home Yeah, look, we've just got some. Well, we're just losing it again there. The uh, message coming in. Uh, 
can actually bring to the floor. So hopefully tonight, well, you know... We, we, we kind of know what she can bring. Well, we, 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 we used to hate her. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and Sydney out in the finals this season. Isn't that nice, Mark? <laughs> Very surprising because they were one of the three teams that managed to beat the Capitals this year as well. And the way, the way they started the season, we probably thought that they might have uh, made it. But, um, yeah, as it turned out... That's right. Um, Guys, you know, production's it's just it's happening now, and I, I just want to check this other mic. Hopefully, next time when I'm with the coaches, you won't have those problems. But Shelley Happen said that the the atmosphere down there at the club has been fantastic right throughout. And as you could tell, uh, well, Cheryl's thrilled to get here, but there's a, a grand final waiting, and she wants it back down there. At the, well, I don't know if they would play it at the Benito Stadium. I think they would uh, find a much larger venue to have the first bullying uh, grand final down there. First one in a long time. In a long time, that's right, yes, I would imagine so. And we can just see the bullying team being introduced now. We've got Milner, Glorbert, Parsons, uh, Jordan, Carr, Penaluma, uh, can't see down the end there, uh, and across wide, Katrina Hibbert, of course. Yep. And now the volume just goes up as the Capitals are going to be introduced, and the first one out is uh, the local Lauren Jensen. Chantella Pereira, Natalie Hurst, who, uh, yeah, she's she looking good. Bit on the, uh, bit of bandaging on the calf. So, Michaela Dalgish, Abby Bishop, guest Vivi, Mariana Tolo, Kelly Abrams, the captain. She'll want this big time tonight, Mark. Kelly Abrams will be gunning for a home final. Peter Sinclair, now she had an injury in the last game. She's out there tonight. Graf didn't mention her in the warmer, in the pre-game interview, so hopefully she's fully fit. Yep, Hannah Bowley, Tracy Beattie and Michelle Musselwhite, the team are out there all ready to go. And the crowd is uh, really making a lot of noise. They were handing out the clappers uh, to everyone coming in. Well, we need to uh, just take a moment for the Australian National Anthem. formalities out the way we're 10 minutes away from tip off tonight here the Capitals and Bulleen watch Glorbitz and Abby Bishop all, uh, sorry and uh, Kelly Abrams all night they are going to be working one on one so uh, it will be a great match up that one I'm really looking forward to it well that's right I think you know Glorbitz um, 
and Gorbitz is very important, as we know, to this bullying lineup. And uh, Kelly Abrams, of course, always gets the defensive assignment. So we would expect that match-up. And I'm sure I was, I was trying to say to Mark during the introductions that I think you know Kelly Abrams will be so psyched for this game. She really wants a home grand final, and uh, she's been around with the Capitals now for ten. A long, long yep. time. Ten years, I think, roundabout, something like that. She's had that one season where she didn't uh, complete the season, but she's a, you know, she's a blue through and through, I guess you could say, and she will be very, very keen to get a, secure a home grand final as the captain of this group, and she really wants to bring, as the, uh, as the slogan is this year, bring it back, so um, I think she'll be really focused, and she's been in some pretty good form the last couple of weeks, Craig. She's been in excellent form, and that's one of the things that is looking ominous for the Capitals, it is that Abrams, in those last two home games of the season, just really just stood up and said, I am leading this team. And she had huge games, not only with the numbers she was pulling, which were her best numbers of the season, they were also just the way she went about her job. The one percenters, as you like to call them as a coach there, Michelle, yeah. she was really dominating those one percenters against her opponents and leading her team by example. So it, it was a, a critical moment in the uh, lead-up to the finals when Abs hit her straps. Oh, absolutely. And she just, you know, and it's, it's all the one percenters, but it's the timing of some of the plays that she made. You know, critical points in the game where she, something that she would produce just changed the momentum of the game. And, uh, you know, she's, she's pretty psyched for this one. Yeah, I yes. imagine. She actually made a debut for the Capitals back in 1997. Yep, so long time ago, played, played with the AIS in '96, yep. and then came straight to the Capitals. So, Th- 13 years in the league, I yeah. think it is. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and of course she's won four championships. So uh, she'd love to cap- captain the team to the fifth. Now the captain's in the centre. It's not for a toss, of course, because you can't choose who has the ball first <laughs> no, or right. which way you're going. And I'd love to know how that uh, came about, that decision. But they just got their final instructions and, uh, well, it will be a exciting game, to say the least. As they are still eight minutes away from tip-off. So, guys, I was hoping Simon might be down there uh, finding us some more interviews because uh, I know a couple of the AIS girls are coming in to enjoy the game tonight. Also, I've seen Lorraine Landon and uh, a whole host of the brass of the WNDL and Basketball Australia who, you know, have just seen the women's program going from strength to strength over the last, well, certainly in the last 20, what is it, five years this year. And uh, we have seen such a uh, transformation in the uh, profile of women's basketball. Michelle Timms all day has been uh, walking around with the back page of the Canberra Times just showing everyone that this is what basketball and women's basketball should be getting in the way of media coverage. That's right. And I think, you know, in Canberra, we're probably a little blessed in that we do get some pretty good media coverage. And, uh, you know, I know in in other cities across the country that the women's competition struggles to get that level of profile when they're competing against... Uh, you know, the football codes and the NBL and what have you. But, you know, the, the league generally over the 25 years has just gone from strength to strength. You know, the quality of the competition, the professionalism. And, you know, Carrie Graff, 
has a lot um, has contributed a lot to the profile of the game in this country. I mean, we've certainly had a superstar in in Lauren Jackson in the league, which certainly hasn't uh, helped. And there's been trailblazers like your Michelle Timbers, who who went overseas and created a profile for Australian women basketballers over there, and and really led the way. And um, I think you know that there's a there's some of those people have, have really made a major contribution to to this sport in this country, and I hope it continues to go from strength to strength. Yeah, well, I'm sure. Well, I mean, Australia's women are number two ranked in the world and have been for, well, quite a long time now, and they just continue to be there. Of course, won the World Championship 2006, and, uh, you know, and some of these girls have been part of that. Of course, Hibbert was part of the um, Commonwealth gold medal winning team uh, for the Commonwealth Games um, and a number of these girls have been in the Opal squads and that and, and, and they are ranked number two in the world so the quality of basketball you're getting here is great that's absolutely right and you look out on the floor there too and you look at the future of the Australian women's program Abby Bishop you know she's going to be an international player and she's going to be an international player of of good standing and then you know I think Tolo as well has the potential to get out there and really mix it up at the at the international level so you know the, it's, it's, there's some players there who have had some great experience we lost in the last couple of years some of our um, you know opals of, of who have been around for quite a few years of when we've had a successful Australian women's team but the quality of players that have transitioned through the group and are coming through still and you look at the quality of the kids that we've seen running around at the AIS this year for the AIS program, I think Australian women's basketball is in great shape. I have to say when you look at the two teams on the floor, Capitals lead leaders Bulleen second, there's more Opals in the Bulleen side than there is in the Capital side, which is a, a remarkable, uh, a remarkable feat, isn't it? <laughs> when you think uh, of the quality, and we go that this Capitals team goes down to about eight on the floor for players that would start in any other team. Yes, Craig, and I think it's true, but you, you do need... Am I, am I pointing out something about selection you didn't <laughs> no, know? No, I wasn't even going there, but I was just going to say that Sitting down in the Caps lineup too, you've got some uh, players there that have represented the Australian University Games teams and won a uh, championship there. So, you know, they may not have broken into the Opal squad at this point, but there's the potential there for that to happen. Yeah, indeed, there's some great young players that uh, will still come through, of course. I think there'll be more Opals eventually out of the Capitals eventually. Well, we hope, we'll take that. we hope you're enjoying this special live broadcast of the WNBL semi-final. We will be back here at the AS Arena at the next game. I'm not sure whether it'll be one or two weeks' time. Mark Aston is pretty sure it's two weeks. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I'm dead certain it's going to be two weeks because I just don't think Bulleen have got the, uh, the, the height and the strength to, you know, right down the bench to... Compete with this Capitals lineup. There's what what the Capitals will bring off the bench um, would be starting for Bulleen. I think you're right. I think the Capitals' depth is the uh, clear um, factor that will make a difference in this game. Um, I think that you know Bulleen are a very solid group. They've got a lot of good, solid foundation type players, and they've got some people who can really step it up and on any night score big numbers in your Glorbert, your and your Hibbert and, and Milner for that for that matter. But um, I just think in terms of depth and flexibility, the the look that um, Graffy can bring out onto the floor and the way that she can change the look of a game will just be too much 
four bullying to counteract. And I'm thinking cap by a dozen. Oh, that's a big call. Cap well, by a dozen, I don't know, you know. I'll change my mind at half-time, of course. So, you well, know, well, both, game, right. both games that played this year were won by about 16 points. So, yeah, yeah I don't think it's a big call. I think, I think they'll win this quite easily and uh, have it done by three-quarter time, maybe even earlier. But, yeah, I, I just think they're too strong. Yeah, um, and... But still saying that, I think Bulleen might be back here in two weeks' time because they will get to, if, if they lose, they will host the, uh, the game next week to decide who comes back here. And um, they, can, they can beat probably Townsville down there again like they did, did a week ago. I can let you know that the Capitals defeated the Boomers in the very first round of the 2008-2009 Australian Defence Force WNBL by 89-73. to 73. That was in Bulleen round one. Then in round five, the last time these two teams met, it was the Capitals over Bulleen 99-80 to 80 in Canberra. And it was one of those games that Capitals stopped again at 99. It was about three times this season that we didn't see them hit that triple figures, which um, would have been a big psychological blow. They eventually did do it, but uh, and racked up a huge number at that. Yeah. But uh, we have to say that the Caps have been rotating their bench and they've been giving their bench a bit more than just junk time, which we've been so familiar with them doing over the past few years, Michelle. And I think that holds them in a lot better stead than we've actually seen them coming into a final series. Oh, absolutely, Craig. You're dead right. This season, Graffy has been able to get her benches, if you like, onto the floor when it's not junk time. And that's a really important learning curve for those players, is to actually go out there during critical periods of play and have to carry their own weight and that to ensure that the, the Cats still get away with the win. And I think one of the interesting things about those scores for me, Craig and Mark, is the fact that both occasions... Bulleen have scored more than what the defensive goal set is that Graffy takes into every game. So I think it was 80 in one game and 73 in another. They aim for a 65 point um, um, against them and both occasions that's been beaten. So. But, but offensively the Capitals were still able to do it by a huge margin. That's so. right, yes. Well, the Capitals have got their starting lineup down on the floor now. It's Beatty Musselwhite. Abrams. Hurst is going to start after coming out of the injury cloud and of course Abby Bishop for the Bulleen Boomers it's Penaluna Hibbert it looks like Carr. Carr that's a big start there Milner and Glorbitz as expected in the backcourt that's right, and I don't think Cheryl really has any options. She has to go with a, a car in the lineup. She can't afford to, you know, maybe go get smaller and put a, a Jordan or someone like that in there. She has to go with a big to try and match it up. Okay. So, we've got your tips. You both think it's grand final in Canberra. We're going to enjoy this game. Only served by right, though, Craig. Don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a great game coming up for you live on sportradio.com.au. This is the Australian Defence Force WNBL. The preliminaries out the way. Regular season out the way. We're down to game time. And the two teams working their way onto court now. The three referees in position. We've been, uh, well, just waiting now for... uh, probably that extra 10 minutes tonight to get this game started and uh, the team's not rushing to take their position the final huddle breaks for the Capitals and they walk around the court and then it goes out 
to the uh, bullying Melbourne Boomers. They shake hands, Milner and Bishop. Moose. Penaluna steps into the centre. Oh, great. Tracy Beattie to call all the action of the semi-final. It's Mark Aston and Michelle Hocking. Thanks, Craig. And it's about to get underway as the crowd are ready. The ball goes up. The first tip is into the back court, and Bulleen will have first use of it. Pivot gets it as Penaluna tipped it to Emil. That comes around to the right. To Globitz on the right wing, being watched by Muscle White. Into Carr, back to Globitz, going to drive along the baseline. Back to Penaluna. Baseline jumper from about 14 foot. Won't go. And muscle white with the defensive rebound for the Capitals. Good defense as she brings it down the left side. Goes to Beatty low post against Penaluna. First play here in the offensive. She goes across the court. Finds Abrams on the right for three. And it's all net for the Capitals. Great start for the Cats. Great start. And Kelly Abrams always bullying. Gets some transition basketball going. And Zoe Carr with a... That's just a defensive breakdown. And Zoe Carr makes an easy two-point layup for Bulleen. Yep. Obviously something they've identified as a, as a chance. But Caps, great, great defensive start. And then... Uh, than a good offensive start. So let's see how they go the second time as Muscle White gets it on the left wing to Bishop cutting to the basket. Over the top she goes. Beatty put it in from the other side and it's five to two in favour of the Capitals here with just over a minute gone as Hibbert brings it back in the front court. Globitz behind Carr who has to go and retrieve it. Give it to Milner. Carr wasn't expecting that one. Milner on the left side, looking to work in behind a screen from Carr. Puts up a three-pointer from outside. It was off the glass, but nowhere near the net. And the Caps quickly down the other end. Beat Bishop in the low post. Has it knocked away from a by Hibbert out of bounds. Capitals will have it under their That's offensive right, basket. Just a couple of matchups at the other end of the floor. We've actually got Abrams on Hibbert and Musselwhite on Glorbert. So there'll be some interesting matchups to watch. Musselwhite gets it off the inbound pass to Beatty. Back out to Hurst to set up the play. He comes to the left side. Abrams in three-point territory into Beatty at the free-throw line and she's got four points to start off. Nice start for Tracy Beatty. She's really working well inside, finding some good space and uh, getting the open looks as a result. Bullying that time time just really stopped in the backcourt as Glorbitz eventually gives off the bounce pass to Penaluna. A long way from home. Hot pass looking to get down the baseline to Hibbert. And it's over the baseline. I thought Musselwhite got a touch on it. The referee did not think that. And it will be Cap's ball. No, no, Hibbert definitely got the last touch on it. He referee got that one right. (laughs) Hurst will ring back in down for the Caps. Down the left wing. Beattie's looking to set up in front of her. Abrams into Beattie low post against Penaluna. Back to Abrams, off to Bishop. Right side is Muscle White. Muscle White dribbling now, driving in the lane. Just that raw. She looks to force up a bit of a shot, or maybe it was a pass, but referee says it was going to be a shot, so Muscle White will go to the line as she's fouled. And the first foul of the night is against um, Penaluna as Muscle White was doing that drive inside, which is a big part of her game we were looking forward to here tonight. That's right. Makes the first free throw. No mistake there. And I think, um, you know, the Capitals were quite comfortable in the half court. They, you know, it seemed like they're getting the ball through hands easily and uh, getting some good action inside. And Pauline, on the other hand, it looked a little bit disrupted offensively by Canberra's defence at this stage. Milner and Glovitz go to work on the right side. Carr at the top. Off to Hibbert on the left. Looking for someone down low. Milner puts it on the floor. Drives in against Hurst. Quick hands in there. Knock it loose. Off Pendleton. Out of bounds. And the Caps will have another turnover against Bulleen. And they'll have it in the backcourt. 
Yeah, and good defence there from Natty Hurst. She really uh, took away the penetration lane, got a good hand on it, and uh, Bulleen have turned the ball over. Hurst to Bishop at the top. Probably her first time with the ball in the offensive court. Takes it at the baseline. Blocked by Pendleuna as she looked to lay it up. Ball out of bounds. Capsule have the ball under their offensive basket. After we've got our first timeout caught by Bulleen. Because they want to talk about the start. 9-2 to two, they're trailing right now. Cal Abrams a 3. Tracy Beattie 4. Michelle Musselwhite 2. And Zoe Carr just those 2 on that fast break after the defensive let up. So, uh, great start for the Caps. Very good start for the Capitals. I think Carrie Graff will be very pleased with the way that Canberra have come out and played. Whilst they've put nine points on the board, the important thing is that the defensive pressure that they've put Bulleen under, if not, other than that breakaway layup, has not enabled them to get any sort of easy shots away. They've had no freedom offensively and it's really disrupted them. So, you know, Cheryl really needs to get the girls together, put them together as a group. Maybe there's some nerves creeping in there, um, Mark, for them. So, uh, you know, I should be talking to them about early days, girls, you know, seven minutes to go here. We've just got to settle down, get back to the momentum in our game and uh, get some, some guns. And I think we've got Simon Peter's going to talk to us about what he heard in the timeout just then. Well, no real surprise there. Graffy talked a lot about how she wants the team to keep going inside, wants them to keep using Tracy Beattie and Abby Bishop as well. She also talked a lot about um, making sure that the defence is sticking on Penaluna and Hibbert as those are the two players that she sees as being the biggest threat at the moment. Caps and bound the ball. Musselwhite gets it on the left side to Beattie. Low post. Cross court to Bishop. Bishop almost loses it. Gets it back to Beattie. Ball loose. Hurst picks it up. Has to jack it up as the uh, shot clock was expiring and it didn't hit the net, so it's a turnover against the Capitals. It was close. And the awareness to know that she had to jack it up like that. It was very good. So Nat Hurst is fired up, obviously, for this battle with Milner. Penaluna gets the ball. Inside she goes to Hibbert, backing in against Musselwhite. Almost lost it. Turns around, tries to hit the baseline jumper, and Hibbert does. Good basket from Hibbert, her great, first points. Great persistence from Hibbert. She was under a lot of pressure there and fumbled and recovered and still had the poise to be able to get a good shot off. Hurst to Beattie, down to Bishop underneath. Oh, oh, she overcooks the little layup. And she's looked a little bit nervous, perhaps, of, of the five out there for the Capitals. Bishop's uh, she had a couple of opportunities. Um, overcooked two of them and got blocked on the third. Got a case of the yips, I think. <laughs> just a little bit, you know, she'll just settle into this game. We have seen that as part of Bishop's development, the, um, her ability to consistently knock down the easy ones is a questionable time. Oh. <laughs> Air ball and Beatty missed the layup, but they'll get the ball back. Hurst into Beatty, back out to Abrams. Bishop with a three, and it's all that from Bishop. Well, why go in the paint when you can do that, I suppose? You know, she can't make the one the back to the little putbacks, but she certainly knocked down this very sweet three-pointer then. Just over four minutes gone here. Capitals 12, Bulleen 4. As Carr goes into Hibbert low post, goes around Musselwhite. Yeah, Hibbert with a basket, makes it 12-6. She did a beautiful job of just using her body to uh, get a, a, some space in the key there. Bishop crossed the muscle white from the left. Three point of muscle white's good. Five points for muscle white. And the Cats are up 15 to 6 here. Still five and a half away from quarter time. As Milner is put under pressure by Hurst as she brings it into the front court. Carr on the left wing with it. Looking for somebody to try and pass it to inside. Hibbert's the target. She gets it to her. Turn around, hook shot. Oh, well, uh, Hibbert's got six points all of a sudden. She's just, uh, f you know, finding a way to make those baskets and uh, she's 
certainly on a mission tonight. Caps going inside to Bishop, who gives it straight off to Beattie. Beattie attacking the basket, and Penaluna has given up the foul. And I think that's Penaluna's second foul, and that's early days yep, it is indeed her to second. rack up her second foul. So uh, that's not something I'm sure that was in the game plan for Bulleen. I can't remember the last time I saw the uh, Transat Capitals at 60% in the three-point arc, outside the three-point arc, in the first four minutes of a game. Yeah. It is a very, very uh, confident start by the Caps. Oh, unfortunately, the shot doesn't oh. fall for Beattie, but Abs manages to wrestle it in as Penaluna took Bishop out, Mark. Yep, good work there from Bishop to knock it loose, and Abrams ended up with it, so the Caps get another opportunity. Jess Bibby's just come in for the first time as well. Muscle White sat down. Bibby gets it in the right corner. Quickly into Bishop. Turnaround jumper from Bishop. Won't go. And Hibbert ends up with the rebound. And the uh, Bulleen Boomers will bring it down into the front court. 17 to 8. 4.30 to go to a quarter time. Hibbert three-pointer from the right. Won't go. Bishop with a defensive rebound. Quickly off the hearse. Down the right wing she comes. She's got Abrams on the left. Drives in against Milner, trying to draw the foul, and the lap won't go for her. Hibbert now. Uh, Milner back at the other end. Taking on the defence. Gives it down into the corner to... Uh, Pardon. Pardon, who's come in for, uh, for Bulleen as well. And Pardon comes up with an easy score. Yeah, Globitz is taking a rest. And Pardon, she's an unknown... Oh, like, she could be a real factor in this game. She's a great shooter, given enough space and opportunity. As Bibby now sets up on the top of the key. Works left side. Gives it off to Hurst. Hurst on the 45, works back around to the top of the arc, over the top, just lobbed one into Beattie, who goes immediately outside, gives it off to Abrams, it hits the ring just on the buzzer, Bishop does a great job throwing it back in, Abrams then just went straight at the bucket but couldn't get the roll. Yeah, and it was the right decision to go hard at the basket, the lane opened up but just unable to make it. Oh, that's a very soft foul mark on uh, Abby Bishop. It will be her first, and it's only the first team foul for the Capitals with 3 minutes and 34 seconds left to go in the first term. Zoe Carr checking out. Crosswhite coming in. Kylie Jordan and Elise Penaluna. So that is a big change now. That's two of the tallest of Bulleen going to sit down with only Crosswhite to do the tall work. Yes, Bulleen inbound the ball. Crosswhite gets it across to Reed, who puts it on the floor. Drives in against Tolo, who just blocks that one, says, come on, get out of here. Pereira back across centre court. Off to Abrams, into right. Tolo. Tolo to the left. Good work. Fantastic transition from Canberra there. Just really good. Uh, quick outlet. Get people running the lanes and hit the third phase of the transition with Tolo busting down the guts to the key. Hibbert, low post against Abrams, turn around inside, won't go for a Bishop fighting for the rebound. Oh, Crosswhite just come down and she's done her ankle, I believe. Yeah, she's in she a bit of pain, pain, so she wants a bit of medical treatment here. And uh, they, they cannot afford to lose players to injury here tonight because, as we've no. already mentioned, especially one of their bigs, no, that's she, she's up and the right ankle doesn't look good. She'll be substituted out. She's yeah. trying to Zoe walk off. back in. Yeah, she went down pretty hard there, and uh, the last thing the Bulleen need is to lose one of their bigs out of their rotation. So hopefully she can just walk that one off. Pereira brings it back into the front court for the Capitals, and Abrams gets it in the right corner. She'll come back out of there. Bishop at the top. Fouled by Milner. Milner, first foul for the game. That was so lucky then, because she dribbled the ball into her backside, <laughs> and she was about to travel then. Yep. Capitals then still have it though in the air offensive. She'll bring it in from the right side. Abrams to inbound the ball. 
comes to Bishop, just on the left, put up a three, won't go, and Reed with the defensive rebound will bring it back into the front court to Carr, who's all alone, she put oh, on the board, driving side, easy layup for Zoe Carr. Yeah, good fake, just got Tolo off of the ground there and uh, was able to penetrate. And no, no help came across. That's right. Pereira to Bishop, down inside to Tolo. Tolo has scored. No. Oh, dear. <laughs> Bounced a couple of times and dropped off the front of the rim. Quickly down to Reed in the front court for, Bull- for the Boomers. Back to Hibbert, driving in. Chill back to Reed. Reed looking to drive in against Bishop. Basket counts and a foul that we call against Bishop. And that'll be her second as well. So that's not a something probably that... Uh, they would want early on as I think we've got Graf calling a timeout here she's getting a little concerned that the shooting percentage of uh, the Capitals has really uh, dropped yeah, well it would have because they had quite a few opportunities where the ball is just not quite dropping for them but they're creating some great opportunities they are they're getting some really good looks particularly inside Mark and they're just not converting those at this stage so you know you can do all the great work in the world in executing well offensively and you know uh, getting the good open looks but if you can't knock them down it doesn't help you a whole lot no and as a result the uh, Boomers have got it back to a five point game which didn't look like it was going to be any close uh, that close the way it was going before 19-14 the Capitals leading with 2.15 till quarter time but um were you surprised Muscle White started? No, I wasn't surprised. I think that um, as soon as Muscle White was at, at enough um, fitness to be able to get into the starting lineup, she was always going to be in there. I think putting Muscle White into that starting group just gives you greater flexibility on the bench with your Bibby and, and your Pereira and those guys. And, you know, she's a, she's a genuine, I guess, 2-3 player and... Uh, you know, whereas, you know, your Bibbies and your Abrams are probably your set two. So I think that that's the best balance that you can get in your starting group. OK, let's go to Simon. Yeah, Graffy not happy with the Caps' defence there. You can see the scores come back to it. It's a five-point game now, and she's just really unhappy with the way that they're scrambling in that defence. Just wants them to put a bit more effort in. Wants them down at their offensive end to also get on the glass a bit more. They're saying they've only got one person attacking those offensive glass and it's just not good enough for him at the moment. Yep, Bolina forced a turnover. Craig. As we see, Jess Bibby now has um, done something to herself and she's coming from the floor and I, I think she's actually grabbing her knee. Yeah, it looks so, like she's grabbing her right knee, so, so hopefully there's nothing too much to that one. So Hurst is back in for the Capitals with Abrams, Sinclair, Tolo and Pereira. As they've really gone to the bench here. Pereira on the right wing, they'll dribble back out of there. Sinclair at the top gets it. She dribbles and comes back to Pereira. Off to Abrams, down to Tolo. Tolo just works nicely inside and comes up with an easy layup. Look, that Tolo. was just good ball reversal, good triangle um, angles to get that ball into Tolo, who was able to get a good seal, and finally she uh, converted one. Harden to Hibbert, right side to Reed. I've got to say, I, I wish Reed was still with Jordan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love calling Jordan playing the WNBL. <laughs> Reed with a, a car with a baseline, with a jumper from the free throw line, comes up with another two. She's got six. And with Hibbert, the leading scorers, 21-17, minute 14 till three-quarter time, to quarter time. As Hurst then, on the left wing, down to Abrams in the left corner. Back for Tolo. Tolo back to Abrams. Hurst on the right wing, setting up there. Now Tolo, low post on the right side. Back to Abrams. 
Polo still staying there. Driving inside. Hibbert the reach in. No. Milner. Yeah, Abrams has been called for the charging foul as she laid it off, but uh, Milner was there to take the charge. Uh, inside the last minute here till quarter time. 21-17. The Caps will look like to stay at that and maybe increase on it. Carr with the ball. Off to Hibbert. Hibbert at the, just outside the three-throw line. Misses airball. Hurst quickly takes it. Dribbles straight into the front court. At the uh, top of the arc. Goes inside to Tolo. Tolo easy layup in the lovely basket. Good transition basketball again. Absolutely, just smart work from Hurst and Abrams to be patient, poised, you know, find Tolo, give her the time to establish the position. 21 seconds left, Bulleen have it, 13 on the shot clock, so there'll be at least 6-7 seconds. Milner off to Pardon, Pardon, 18 foot jumper from the right side, won't go Tolo, defensive rebound to Hurst, and they've got 9 seconds to work something here. Hurst to Pereira on the right side, driving baseline, takes it down under the basket, fouled in the active shooting, she'll go to the line for 3.9 seconds for quarter time, and it will be shooting two for the Capitals. Pereira the chance to get her first basket for the first points for the night. That's right. 23-17. And, and if Pereira knocks these two down, which she should, um, you know, that gives, you know, 3.9 seconds, you know, uh, gives probably the Capitals a eight-point lead going into the break. So they'd be happy to have kicked it out in that last, I think it was two minutes since that time out where they would only had a five-point lead. She makes the first, as you probably heard from the crowd. It's the second. It's in. So, 25-17. Three seconds. Hibbert has the ball. Dribbles to about halfway. Puts up a shot from halfway. Would have counted if it had gone. It didn't. It didn't even hit the, uh, the ring, the net. Nothing. It came off the glass. That's quarter time, and the Capitals up by eight. And really, I think at half time, that's probably a fair re- reflection of the first quarter. The Capitals are definitely the better side. Capitals definitely the better side and I think, you know, Bullen made a run at Canberra. Um, they settled and they went, got back and uh, executed uh, the, uh, well offensively in the half um, in the half court particularly. I think defensively after that timeout, Graffy, the group really consolidated, regrouped and worked much harder at their scrambling and rotation. Um, and I think, you know, for, for Bullen, um with uh, the ankle injury to Crosslight sort of took out some of their opportunities to get some of their rotations going. Indeed they will as uh, Simon and uh, Craig are down there listening to the coaches at, uh, here at um, quarter time as they give their instructions and well for uh, Cheryl Chambers she's got to try and turn things around uh, very quickly and if we haven't any idea really on that injury to Crosslight as well whether that's going to be more of a problem for them but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting second quarter because uh, bullying have to do something. They absolutely do, and I'm just looking quickly at the stats for the quarter. At the quarter, and you're looking at the shooting percentages. Uh, the Caps are shooting at 43% from the field and from the three-point arc. So their three-point arc shooting has uh, percentages dropped a little from early on. Four from five from the line. They've certainly gone to the line a little bit more than uh, Bulleen, who are one from one. Um, no three-pointers made for Bulleen, and they're shooting at 50% for the field. But rebound count. Uh, Mark, as we lose the connection, the Capitals were out rebounding um, uh, Bulleen 11 to 6. And, you know, Which you'd expect a, with the height, yeah. Absolutely, with the height that they've got. And I think, you know, that's a really important, important part of the possession game is that they get on the glass and they actually dominate on the board. 
here rebounding 11 to 6 as Craig's been listening to uh, Cheryl Chambers. Cheryl Chambers' address was short and sweet. She <laughs> just said, we've got to keep on working inside and stopping Tolo and the others getting the paint position. If we do that, we then have to watch out for them reversing around us. But she was short and sweet. It was interesting. They broke away and Milner really controlled the huddle of the players that are out on the floor now. The Just quickly, Gaffey still wants them to work on their D. She's still not completely satisfied with the defensive effort. She also wants them to look after him, but she still sees him as the main threat. Yes, she certainly has been. Pereira with the first attempt for the uh, second quarter. Shot or won't go. Tipped out of bound off Beatty. And Bolleen will get to uh, bring the ball into the front court. Of course, Capitals having first possession of the second quarter as Pauline had won the tip-off in the first quarter. So it's Milner then, winging across centre court, goes out to the left wing, Hurst watching her, Milner gets it off to uh, Penaluna, goes inside to Hibbert, turnaround jumper, blocked by Abrams. Fantastic Great defense. defense. Fantastic defense. Very smart, very controlled and just read Hibbert beautifully there. Abrams brings it down into the centre, down to the front court. Pereira into Tolo, low post, cross to Beatty, and the loose ball is picked up by Pereira. Hurst, a three from the left, White goes, Carr with a defensive rebound, and it stays 25-17 with about a minute gone here in the second quarter. Globitz is back in with Carr, Milner, Penaluna, and Hibbert for the Boomers. As Globitz goes down to Penaluna on the baseline, back to Globitz. Didn't really play that much in the first quarter, Globitz. No, Car. she didn't. Car at the top. Puts it on the floor. Off to Penaluna. Three-point shot from the left. Beattie had a hand up there. Rebound by Hurst. Quickly off to Pereira in the front court. And she'll just pull up and wait for the for her teammates to get there. Beattie high post. Cross on to the left to Abrams. Looking for Tolo to set up in front of her. And then Abrams drives oh! down. Basket's <laughs> going to count. The continuation after the foul. And Abrams, that was just great work. Oh, look, that was terrific. She really just took a solid lump and a, a, sorry, solid bump. And as she was fading out of court, you know, she just sweet shot off the glass and nailed that one. I don't know that she could do it again, Mark. But, um, <laughs> oh, all the time. All the time, that's all right. The time. Playground basketball. <laughs> <laughs> it gets the crowd going as well. The free throw, she left it a little bit short. And Beatty can't control the ball for the Capitals. So it's 27-17 as... Well, Beatty coming back just leans out. Um, Globitz, teammates, of course, back in the AIS. That's right. I think that was years a, ago. just a case of momentum. Tracy just could not stop in time to uh, be able to do that. Kelly Abrams taking a rest. She's had a, a good, good start to the game. Yep, she got five points as the Bullying Boomers inbounded under their basket. Milner looking to drive baseline. Comes around the... Top and lays one in. Good work for Milner. Milner, and that's her first score for the game as well, so she really needs to start becoming an offensive threat for Boleyn. Musselwhite is back in for the Caps. Goes to Beatty, low post on the right side. Back to Hurst, driving to the baseline. Back to Tolo, her height. From the elbow, won't go. Penaluna, defensive rebound, will give it to Milner. And the defence just needs to get back in, it does, to slow down the Boomers. Hibbert on the right wing. To Carr at the top. Left side is Globitz. Comes back to Penaluna on the right. She'll put it on the floor and drive to the baseline. Bumps away Tolo. The shot won't go. Beatty defensive rebound. Off to Hurst. Down the right side. Comes to Musselwhite on the left. Oh. And, well, can she control it and keep it alive? No. Well, she finds Globitz. I think she was making the layup before she caught that Well, one, yeah, Mark. and the ball just <laughs> took off on her. <laughs> but uh, Milner brings it back. 
Now to Carr. Carr on the left on the left side. Being watched by Beatty. It's a huge height advantage. Inside to Penaluna. Left-handed hook shot. Won't go. Beatty with the help. Gets the defensive rebound. Gives it to Hurst. He's into the front court. Working away from Milner. Fryns. Muscle white in the right corner. Won't go. Ball out of bounds on the other side of the court. Carrera couldn't run it down. We'll get some substitutions. Bibby and Bishop in for the Caps. Crosswhite. That ankle must be fine. Is back in with Pardon. It's a pardon for the so, bullying boomers. So both players that uh, we look like we had an injury in the first quarter are both back out on the floor now in Bibby and Crosswhite. So it'll be interesting to see how they go. Yeah, well, just Bibby just running down court there defensively. She uh, looked all right. So let's hope she is. Milner then has it on the right side for the boomers. 27-19. Down low they go to Crosswhite. Ball into Globitz. Under a lot of defensive pressure in there. Oh, they just... Three, here's the three seconds. Yes, Crosswhite didn't know what to do with it. Oh, I didn't want it. I handed it off to somebody else. It was, uh, wasn't was pretty offence from the Boomers that time. They turned it over. No, and that's a case of, you know, someone's got to step up and just take responsibility in those situations. And really, you know, you're in the key with the ball. It's your shot. Don't try and give it up to someone a foot closer to the basket. Bishop out to Bibby from the right. Hit to three, and Bibby has her first. Her first basket for the night as well. And it's 30 to 19, 6.22 to go here till half time. Ross White looking for Glorbitz on the right wing. She bumped away, Muscle White. Bibby comes in and help out. Into Milner. Milner underneath the basket. Hands off to Cross White. Cross White with the open jumper has her first basket for the night. And every time Canberra seems to be looking to get a little bit away from, um, as we see uh, in a crosswhite called there for a pushing foul on Abby Bishop out, away from the ball, but every time it looks like Canberra might be starting to get a little bit of roll or momentum of breaking open the game a bit, you know, Fulleen just seems to be able to make a shot to keep them, stem the flow, I guess, and, and keep them alive in this game. Capitals in with the ball underneath. The, I'm not sure who the foul was on, but the uh, Capitals get the ball in eventually and straight through Bibby's hands to Abrams Abrams into Muscle White at the free throw line turn around, jumper won't go penalty to the defensive rebound, off to Glorbitz she's got Pardon on the right wing, she was calling to her but can't get the ball to her we'll give it back to, pa- to Penaluna and Glorbitz will now set up the play looks to Pardon on the right side being watched by Muscle White Pardon back to Milner Bibby watching her as she comes around a screen from Crosswhite Crosswood breaks away to the basket. Shot won't go for her. And Abrams, defensive rebound. Back down the left side for the Capitals. The crowd likes the defence from the Capitals. Tolo down to Bishop underneath. She'll dribble back out of there. Tolo at the free throw line. Puts it on the floor. Drives inside. Foul on the active shooting. She'll be going to the line for two. The risk here, if that has been called on Penaluma, that'll be her third personal. And it has been called on Penaluma. And so that's her third personal. And that's... You know, that's not a situation. I said it at the start of the game when she got two early ones. It wasn't a situation then that Bulleen wanted to be in, and they sure as hell don't want to be in this position now. We're five minutes from from half time, and to have your main big and foul trouble, um, and I don't think you wouldn't expect to see her. Uh, she's sitting down like she's not going to be substituted. Uh, you probably wouldn't expect to see her till the, yeah. Now she's up. Hibbert's coming back in. That's right, and that puts, it certainly makes a different look. Having said that, you know, Hibbert's uh, 
no uh, mean, <laughs> sorry, you know, like you, any time you can put Hibbert on the floor, why not do it? So, you know, they don't, uh, they lose some size and it probably creates some match-up problems for them, but it may well create some match-up problems for Canberra as well. So, yeah. you know, that's, um, it's an unfortunate situation for Bulleen to be in, you know, with five minutes to go in the second quarter, have their, I guess you'd call them their main big sitting on the, on the bench with three fouls. But, uh, you know, they're pulling the sort of group that will just deal with um, adversity. So We'll go to Craig. Guys, Cheryl Chambers said they're a good team. They're only playing about half as good as what they can. They need to continue on and keep pushing harder, lifting their intensity. They're only, uh, only going to get better, she said. They're graphically happier with their defence. Keeps repeating, though, dominate glass, dominate glass. Really wants them to actually own that glass at both ends of the floor, but much happier with their defensive effort. Tolo at the free throw line misses her first. Makes the second. So Tolo with seven points is now the leading scorer for the Capitals. And it's Reed that brings it down the left wing into the front court. Off to Milner. Milner drilled back out and set it up from the top. Pivots in front of her with Cross White who dribbles slowly gives it to Pardon who looks to come around the screen and then lost it to Bibby in with good defence, gives it to Abrams and the Caps will bring it down, leading 31-21 to 21, as Abrams has it on the left wing back to Muscle White at the top, Bibby cutting into the key, Great pass pass. down to Bishop, Bishop easy layup Terrific pass from um, Jess Bibby there. Great vision to find Bibby open under the paint there. I mean, any, any other time, probably Bibby would be taking that nice little short-range left-hand jumper, but uh, found Bibby under the, under the glass. Well, dominate the glass. That was the call. That's right. They did it. Pivot gets it down the side. Off to Milner. Left alone on the right side. An easy jumper from about 10 foot. Fantastic vision from Hibbert too, then, in that double-team situation to find uh, Milner out on the perimeter there and... Milner's starting to get a few points on the board. Muscle White into Tolo, going inside against Cross White. Left-handed hook shot, White go, Cross White knocks it away. Muscle White shows the hustle, we know she's got to get that one and keep it alive for the Capitals. 33-23 is the score right now in favour of the Capitals. As Abrams goes to work against Reed, drives the baseline, lays it up, White go, Tolo with a stick back in. Tolo, nine for the game. Yeah, Canberra are doing a good job now of mixing it up in terms of getting some good penetration, getting some good outside, inside-outside game happening and ball reversal, and it's really opening up good opportunities. Milner going to work, dribbles, goes past a couple of players, and the defence didn't get there to help her and stop it. Milner with six points. Yeah, look, she's creating some match-up problems with the, the guards now because she's so quick, Milner, and I think when you know Hurst was out there, she was able to counteract that speed, but Abs is not as fast and nor is Bibby. Bishop to turn around and jacks up a three that won't go for her. Pivot with the ball, brings it back for the ball for the Boomers. And back out across, wide off to Milner. Milner dribbles to the left side, finds Hibbert, back to cross wide at the top, pardons on the right side. Bibby watching her. Into Milner. Milner taking it down to the baseline. Be watched by Muscle White. Back to cross wide. Ten foot jumper from the right side won't go. Bishop defensive rebound. And the Capitals just controlled it inside there. Now, whoa. Yes. It's an offence. It's a. Crosswood, I think, is being called on that one again for pulling her down. 4 1, it's Crosswood who's been called for the foul. As Abrams is out, Hurst back in. Tolo will go out. And Beatty back in for the Capitals. 
So the height continues inside, and that's the second foul on uh, Crosswhite. So and in, importantly, Mark, it's the fourth team foul for Bulleen in this quarter, and there's still 2.50 to go. And, uh, you know, from here on, it's working, walking to the foul line for the Capitals. Bibby in the paint, shot won't go. Beatty will go back outside of Bibby. She feels hot, so a three-point shot won't go for her, though. And uh, Reed will bring it back into the front court for the Boomers. Blobbitz back to Pardon. Pardon will jack up a three. It's She's a nice shot. Nice shot, and she is a good shooter, and you give her enough space, and she will knock the open look down. So Canberra will have to adjust defensively to that and make sure that they do a better job of getting a hand on the shooter. Capitals lead by seven as they go inside to Bishop. Shot won't go for her. And a long pass down court finds Globitz. Globitz to Reed. No, put up a shot instead. Reed gets the offensive board back to Globitz and they'll set up another play. Good strong rebound from Reed there. She really was up against it, but uh, managed to come through with it. Oh. Hibbert driving at the basket and Beatty with the right arm. And really should have just defended that with the left arm. <laughs> Wouldn't have found her. <laughs> exactly, but. Um you know, good job from Hibbert to go strong to the basket. And it's a tough ask to get anything, any sort of shot off against uh, uh, Tracy Beattie, but she did well to protect it and uh, what have you. So, <laughs> as we just uh, signal to our two sideline runners who are on their way up for half time to get back down there because the timeouts are happening. And we can see that Graffy's very emanated down in that timeout. She's uh, pumping the fist and got the whiteboard on the ground, and uh, she's not a happy camper. She certainly isn't. Well, the Caps had a, they had into double figures. The lead is back down to seven right now with a minute 58 till half time. And you don't want Bulleen to uh, close the gap and get it back down much closer. So, yeah, I can, she would be unhappy with the last couple of plays by the Capitals. Well, they've just made some, uh, I guess, you know, offensive choices. Probably that three-pointer from Bishop was an unnecessary choice. That early in your set, you know, when you when you've been grinding away and doing a good job of getting the ball into the paint and you know getting some good opportunities that way to come down and that early in a set just take a, a three when you don't have people in a position where they can actually establish themselves on the glass which is what Graffy's asked for as we go down to Simon Peters. Hey, Graffy uh, just again repeating what she's done all, all game pretty much those who look to the coach know that a lot of time you feel like a broken record but she's saying hit the glass concentrate on defense she's still not happy with the defensive intensity thanks Craig as Hibbert at the line misses the first of her free throws makes the second so Hibbert with seven points leading scorer for the Boomers here, minute 55 till half time, and Hibbert, uh, Hurst brings it back down the right wing. Bibby into Beatty, back cross to Hurst from the left. Three pointer shot, won't go. Bishop tips the ball, and yes, Her Bishop got the last touch on it out of bounds. It'll be the Boomers with the ball in the backcourt. Carr will inbound the ball as the Caps go to some full court pressure here, trying to shut them down. It's Reed looking to bring it across and she does successfully has it on the left wing Pardon on the left across the car, right side finds Glorbitz looking to take on Abrams goes around her inside us nice work from Glorbitz with the basket very Her first. smart, yeah very smart move from Glorbitz, just used uh, very patient you know and got the defence in the air and nice little step around Beattie has it at the top to be uh, Bibby on the left wing 
and she drives in against Harden, who doesn't like it. She's shaking her head. I don't agree with that one, she says. <laughs> but her second or first foul of the game, so it'll be Bibby to go the line, as she said. They are now into the uh, penalty situation, but the game's back to a four-point game. Closest has been since very early on. That's right, and uh, you know, smart work. I mean, you know, Pardon may not have liked the call, but it was just intelligent play from Bibby to actually look to penetrate hard when you're in a situation where, you know, your team's in the bonus. You offensively, you really want to go at that and see if you can draw some fouls and just get to the line. Bibby makes both the free throws. 37-31 minute to go here. Hibbert goes left side to Carr. Looking to set up the play from the left wing. Glorbitz is low post. Pardon cuts into a high post position on the left. Off to Hibbert on the right wing. Abrams watching her. Give it to Glorbitz. Three seconds on the shot clock. Glorbitz. Ball knocked away. Carr gets it. Jacks up the shot and it would have counted, but it didn't go. And Hurst with a defensive rebound. 40 seconds still to half time. And Hurst has it on the right wing. Abrams cuts across the baseline to get it into Bishop low post back out to Abrams, down back down to Bishop, turn around, jump over is good from Bishop She's not having, it. it'd be interesting to see what her shooting percentage is but uh, you know, won't, won't be good, won't be good that's right, as Glorbert the three won't go it. knocked out of bounds by Abrams over the top and, but Bulleen will still have it under their offensive basket. Reed will inbound 17.8 seconds to go till half time. Harden goes along the baseline. Glorbitz gets it in the left corner. Back out to Carr. Hibbert with the ball on the left side looking at one shot. She's going to run the clock down a bit here and set up for one last shot. 39-31 the Capitals leading. She takes on Beatty. Down to Zoe Carr. Baseline jumper will finally drop after about three drops. Got to get a last shot off. Wait for the capital. Zoe Carl, the last basket. Eight for the quarter, for the half. And it's 39 to 33. Just a six-point lead for the Capitals at half time. It should have been probably more. It probably should have been. I think they've let themselves in a couple of occasions down. Uh, their shooting percentages are not great. And they really, you know, need to convert some of those put-back situations a lot more than they have. Um, I think defensively they've had some lapses where they've just really not uh, maintained the scramble and the hustle and the communication that they need to get the good rotations happening. Um, and it's, I guess, you know, uh, to fully to Bulleen's credit down there, they've done a great job of just persevering and sticking at it. You know, when it's looked like momentum swings are going to go the way of the capital, they've really just, you know nose to the grindstone and done a good job of, uh, of staying in the game. Well, Simon Peters is heading downstairs to see if he can get us uh, Shelley Hammonds again for her half-time course. She's certainly working hard as an assistant coach for this Bulleen Boomers side. It is interesting with the uh, Capitals' defence just falling apart there towards the end of that half and it was very noticeable that the confidence that Bulleen were exuding every time that they carried the ball down and made the shot and then were able to put a defensive stop on for, well, what was that, that three-minute period between those timeouts when they, they closed the gut by four points. Interestingly enough, a 14-16 quarter Bulleen's way after a 25-17. Shooting percentages at the moment, 37 caps, 47 Bulleen. They've had 38 and 32 shots respectively. Four from 13 attempts outside the arc. That was 70. That was 60% they in were. the first four minutes of the game. They've now jacked up. What was that? Another 
10 shots, oh no, not 10 shots, sorry. They've jacked up another um, 8 shots for no no um, advantage, except for Jeff Bibby's first touch bang. There has been no outside game. And I've been very impressed. I said it before the game, I was expecting big things from Zoe Carr. How many times did she find herself open, down in the paint? That's it, right. it was great ball movement to be able to get her that way, but really, when you've got three bigs to depend on her constantly, she was looking tired at different stages there, but her talk in those uh, timeout huddles was uh, was huge. And I think an important person who came into that second quarter was Sharon Milner. She really started to have an impact at the offensive end of the floor and started to create opportunities for those guys by looking to penetrate. And I think when Hurst was off the floor, uh, that she, came, she was able to come into the game a little bit more and then once she got a bit of momentum, she was able to maintain that and started to get some other players into the game a bit. So I think that uh, you know her contribution, particularly in that second quarter, was important for bullying. It was indeed. Now, looking at some of the uh, stats that come to hand, with no one in double figures at the half, that is critical too. Um, you can look at the point situation for the Capitals. It is a leading scorer on the floor, nine points for Mariana Tolo, and a lot of work's being done by this bullying time team to try and stop Mariana getting that position in the paint. They really want to be in her face and up front, and it started to work late in that quarter. Then you go down to seven points for Abby Bishop, and Abby Bishop with only three rebounds at the half. That is a fantastic job on boxing her out as well. She has played 14 minutes, so she's been out of there, out there for a long time. Six points for Tracy Beattie. Four of those are in the first two minutes. And again, only five rebounds for leading rebounder for the uh, Canberra Transact Capitals. Then you go back to three players all on five points with uh, Jeff Bibby, then you have Kelly Abrams and Michelle Musselwhite. Two lone points for Chantella Pereira. I think another big stat for mine is Natalie Hurst at the half yet to get the goose egg out of the points column. That is huge. And she hasn't, she hasn't had a huge amount of looks. Four inside, uh, sorry, three outside and only one inside. That is huge defence, I think you'll agree. Yeah, and look, I think, you know, if you're just looking through these the stats here, if you take a look at that and you look at uh, Milner on the, conversely, has gone three from four from the perimeter, uh, sorry, from, from the field, and uh, she's sitting on six points. She's played a few more minutes than Hurst has, and just actually looking at the times that people have played here, Mark, it looks like the Capitals have had the opportunity to spread the times around a little bit more, as we expect there's some players in the bullying. Katrina Hibbert's played 18 minutes in that first half, so she'll be feeling it. She's been very important to them. It's, has she got the legs to do another 18 minutes in this second half? Well, she's going to have to. They're going to have to expect that out of their, their key players, their top five. They're going to have to spend a lot of time out there, and it's made worse by the fact that uh, Penaluna's got those three fouls. So mm. That's going to put more strain on their players as well. Well, that's right. And I'm just looking at another stat that uh, points in the paint for the game. You know, the Boomers are sitting on 18. They're outscoring Capitals in the paint. So 18 to 16. I probably wouldn't have suspected that at the start of the... predicted that at the start of the game. But points from the bench, of course, Canberra 16 to the big basketball. I think Canberra will be a little bit disappointed. It's going to be a fantastic second half of basketball. ...to the half-time break. But it's that they haven't got... 
a bigger lead going into the... To be only uh, six points down at half-time. Oh, I think that they'd be thrilled to be only uh, six points down at half-time. Oh, I think that they'd be thrilled to be only uh, six points down at half-time. Um, and, of course, we did see how uh, disappointed Carrie Graff was uh, in that last time out where she was... Uh, yeah, the old fist was uh, coming down forcefully. She was out <laughs> to make a point and uh, definitely wanted to make her point at, uh, in that time out. Well, we'll bring Simon Peters into it and let you guys have a uh, bit of a breather now as uh, perhaps we should talk about what we're seeing down at ground level because it is a, a fantastic atmosphere, isn't it, Simon, down there at the court at the uh, court side? Well, it's, you know, it's finals time, so it's, uh, it's a completely new ball game. You, you hear it every time in any finals in any sport. You always hear that. It's almost a cliche about how it, you know, all bets are off. It's a different game, but it really is. The intensity is just so vibrant down there. You, you, you know, we're down there inside the team huddles during those timeout periods and everyone is fired up, everyone is arced up. They're hanging on every word that their coach is saying. They're, they're you know, coming in with ideas and, and it's all, you know, it's just uh, it's an exciting place to be. It is indeed. And what really struck me is uh, what you were telling me downstairs and it is the way that Graffy has sort of changed over the course of the game and the way Cheryl has got more confidence, saying the team isn't playing as well as it should and they need to relax more, take their time, play through their sets they're rushing too much and they're a better team than that at that stage she's saying we're nine points down she comes into the next huddle and says look we just have to keep lifting it, keep lifting the intensity and we are getting back to a level game, the next thing is get level, get past, win Yep. I mean, yeah, they are in touch. It's two shots at the moment. Um, just, you know, to look at the, at the game and not look at statistics and stuff, where we haven't really had that opportunity being down on the floor, you'd say that the Caps have an ascendancy at the moment. But then you, go, you look at the scoreboard and you go, well, that's two shots. There um, was... You know, there's, and you, I've been in, in all the Caps ones, and, and I, I think I mentioned it in one of the crosses that's sometimes when you're coaching you're really just saying the same thing over and over and over again but Graffy is saying that same stuff she's saying you know, keep the intensity in defence um, make sure you're, you're attacking the boards that you're, you're being dominant in offence and dominant on the rebound so um, it's a lot of the time you know, you've done all the hard work in the, in the season you know your plays you've done the training and your coach is just there hammering home the point just hammer, hammer, hammer well, we hope you're enjoying this live broadcast of the 2008-2009 WNBL semi-final here on sportradio.com.au. As we said, we're back here at the AIS Arena. It's a case whether it'll be two weeks' time or one. At the halftime break, well, it's two weeks' time, so we have to work again, Simon. <laughs> but it's certainly not looking um, as dominant as it did in the first four minutes of the game when Cheryl had to go for that quickie timeout just to uh, compose her team who were looking a bit shell-shocked and, and we haven't commented on this two and a half thousand at least strong crowd here at the AIS Arena. Yeah, it is a good crowd. In um, fact, no, I'll correct myself. It's 3,300 well, by the official stats. Very nice. Yeah, it is a good That's crowd. That's what's going it's to the tax man, so it has to be right. <laughs> It must be rude. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big ask for a team to come into anyone's house, play in front of 3,000 people and, uh, and get it done. But Graffy and I talked about it in, before the game. You know, she, I, I asked her if she's surprised to see Bulleen here. 
And she says, not at all. You know, that kind of team. They're not the flashy, you know, talk it up, big game loving team. They just go about their work and they're, they're probably, you know, arguably the best team in this competition because they, they all play well. You never see them niggle. You never see them drop their heads. They just keep going. They just keep getting it done. Well, you know, there may be players, we see it across all, all the other teams that have got better individual players, but as a unit and as a chemistry, it's just, it's just sometimes there's cracks in the facade. You never see that with bullying. They're just always there. I think one thing is that Cheryl goes, if plan A doesn't work, we'll try plan B. If plan yep. B doesn't work, we'll try plan panic. C. Yeah. But she's the player that has 26 plans. She's got every letter in the alphabet, or as it was a couple of years ago, every dish <laughs> in the Italian restaurant. But it is really a, a, an amazing way that she's transitioned from player to uh, interim coach now to full-time coach and, and into, what, a seventh season as yeah. a coach here at the yeah. Boomers and has just really crafted this team and is worked so hard. And every, every now and then you see her getting to a stage where she's got a group coming together and it gets pillaged by, you know, other Melbourne teams or other teams Europe in the league or, or, yeah, yeah. or Europe and, and she has to go right back down um, to start again and, and I guess one thing she is absolutely wrapped is she's been able to get Ribbit back. She's been able to get uh, to, to keep Milner and, and to be able to keep Desi, uh, you know, at that, at that huge level because, like, Desi is club captain and an important leader in this bullying side. And, Very much so. And, and really has shown um, how important she is tonight. We've seen a couple of mismatches, though, and if we talk about a couple of moments on the floor... And one of those moments was on the capital side when Jess Bibby stood up there, first touch almost, and she knocks down that big three-pointer. And that looked like it was going to be a really big shift up for the uh, Capitals. Spark them, yeah. But it, it, didn't, it didn't really come. Their defence was still bits and pieces. And, uh, and we saw so many times Zoe Carr getting open ball in the paint. Yep. Um, you know, Zoe Carr's a player that's played here at, at the Capitals. Um, personally, I don't know that she gets the respect that she deserves. Um, she's not a superstar, but she's solid. She's there. As you said, we've seen her um, get some easy baskets tonight. Two or three easy, easy looks at the, bo- at the basket. And, you know, Graffy mentioned that in one of the things, you know, get a body on car. Um, it's just those little, you know, momentary lapses in concentration and stuff that at this level, that can, that can change the game. And, you know, I've said it said it a few times now, but Graffy just keeps hammering home that point. You've got to stay focused. You've got to get on the glass. You've got to dominate in the areas where you know you can dominate. And um, bullying just don't die. They just stay going. You know, they stay working. You mentioned Desi Glorbert. She's her whole career, she's done it pretty hard. She was, you know, was uh, captain of the AIS after the, the phenomenal Jackson Taylor Veal Batkovic, you know, championship winning team. So she knows what it's like to start again and, and have to build a team. And, and she's been there a while now doing it tough. And she's, a, she's an inspirational leader. She is. They're a, they're a real family unit. You know, they're, they are like that. They'll, they'll make mistakes and stuff. They pick each other up and they just keep going. And um, the Capitals get on that sort of a roll mentally and can get that kind of focus, they will, they will win because uh, probably ability-wise, they've got it over this Pauline team. But if the Capitals do not keep that focus... Carrie Graff keeps talking about, and if they fall asleep even for a second, 
It's anyone's game. All right, finally, another one of those big minutes in the game was a uh, interesting play that featured Mariana Tolo, where she was able to, from just behind the elbow, almost at the uh, junction of the key and the three-point arc, she was able to hit a, uh, a pretty good shot there. And then moments later, she was able to use that doubt that she put into the play. Yeah, she do it again. Yep, yep. We saw it. We talked about it from the sideline. Tolo just put up a, a pretty unconvincing fake, really. Just looked like a bit of a shot fake. Both defenders came at her. She's able to slip past, picked up the foul, but was able to get past. And uh, if she wasn't fouled, it would have been a layup. So, yeah, it's just those little moments of that. And that's the concentration stuff that Graffy talks about. That's the intensity and knowing the plan. She keeps talking about stick to the plan, know the know our goal, know what we're trying to achieve. Well, we might let you get down there to hear the rest of the plan from Coach Graff as, well, as I say that, the Capitals break out of their huddle. Mark Aston is about ready to call the second half along with Michelle Hocking. And it will be the Capitals going out there with Bibby, Hurst, Abrams, Beatty, and it is Bishop, of course. For the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers, it's Hibbert. Milner, Penaluna, Carr and Glorbert. We are expecting big minutes from all those five. The critical thing, Mark Aston, as we go back to you for the second half, Elise Penaluna on three fouls. It will be, and we will see how it all works out as the Boomers will have first use of the ball here for the third quarter as Milner gets it in the backcourt. Six-point lead for the Capitals as we start the second half. Carr gets it on the right wing. Outside, goes left side to Glorvitz. Glorvitz driving inside, back out the car, puts it on the floor, drives down the centre of the lane, won't go. Penaluna with an offensive board, back to Glorvitz. Hurling away, foot jumper won't go. And as Bishop's fighting for the rebound, she's fouled by Carr. And uh, that will be the first foul on Zoe Carr for the game. So, uh, good defence. Yeah, and look, I just I think Carr there just really aggressively going to the glass. Unfortunately, she came straight through Bishop to try and get that one. But it's a good sign to see her getting after those rebounds and trying to get on the glass. They certainly look positive as the Caps have it inside. Bishop back to Beatty. Abrams on the right wing. Beatty cuts to the basket. Layup won't go for her. And Glovitz with a defensive rebound. Brings it back down the right side for the Boomers. Back for Carr at the top of the key. Left side to Hibbert. Being watched by Abrams, down to Penaluna, Beatty steps across, puts up her arms and uh, perhaps did enough to deflect that one away and Penaluna couldn't get the basket. First down the left wing, Bibby quickly into Bishop. Bishop driving along the baseline is out of bounds and uh, probably felt like she got a bit of a knock there. She probably did and for Penaluma, luckily it wasn't called because that would have been her fourth foul and the last thing you want to get a minute into the third quarter. So Milner brings it back down. Hurst keeping close watch on her and has the speed to do it. Glovitz on the right wing. Carr looking for Hibbert on the left. As Abrams is just in her face. Carr couldn't get it to her. Goes back to Milner on the right. Down to Glovitz. Glovitz from about eight foot on the right. Won't go. Beaty defensive rebound. Gives it to Hurst and Hurst will bring it back. No score here in the first minute and a half of the third quarter. As Hurst goes to Abrams on the left. Pivot's watching her. Bishop finds Hurst on the right wing. Comes around the screen from Bishop. Back to Bibby. Down towards Beatty. Lost the handle on it. Couldn't hold on to it. Lost it out of bounds. Turnover against the Capitals. It's not been a good start from the Capitals here. No, and probably Bibby just needed to kick that to Abrams in the corner there and they would have had the 
Beattie still would have had the seal, but a better angle to deliver that pass into her. Hibbert down the front court. Penaluna at the top into Glorbitz, cutting at the basket. Lays it in. Glorbitz gets the first points of the third quarter. And the Capitals' lead is cut to four. 39-35, two minutes in. Bibby from out front. Little layup, running jumper won't go. And Penaluna with the defensive rebounds quickly off as they bring it back down into the front court. Certainly it's like there's glad wrap or something on those rings, isn't it, Mark? They're just not able to make a shot at the Right stage. now, Carr looking inside, goes back out to Milner. Milner three, won't go. Hurst with a defensive rebound. I think she's got about five rebounds so far for the game. Bibby down inside towards Bishop and Hibbert reaching and knocks it out of bounds. And Tolo comes in for Beatty, the first substitution of the third quarter. And the Capitals will have it in their offensive basket. On the right side, Abrams with the pass inside. And Bibby gets called for a bit of a blocking foul, setting this, trying to set up position. Yeah, it's a legal screen called there on Bibby. She came up to get a back screen. And I actually think the problem was that Bishop was moving before the screen was set. So uh, Scott Ping with the foul. In fact, during one of the timeouts, Cheryl was talking about the back screening and to really watch the Capitals on that move. Carr with the ball on the right side. Back to Glorbitz. Milner on the left wing. Penaluna of the... Behind a screen from out top, hits about a 19-foot jumper. Penaluna with her first points of the game. But it's a big basket that makes it a two-point game. That's right, and the Cats still have not scored in this half. Bibby three from the left won't go, and Abrams keeps it alive only as far as Milner, who's quickly off down the other end, but Hurst's in front of her, and she'll wait for her teammates. Penaluna gets it low, post against Bishop. Blocked by Bishop, forced it out to Milner. Milner drives back in, lab won't go. Bishop with another defensive rebound. And the Capitals, well, they need to get something going here. They really need to get a score in this, this play. They need to come down, they need to execute well in the half court and just convert the basket as Bibby takes them. Takes the three and uh, comes up with a big basket for the Capitals and puts them back out to a five-point lead. Bibby with eight points as Milner has it back at the other end. Penaluna hands off to Hibbert at the top of the key. Hibbert, they've got uh, a couple of players in front of her looking to go around them. She can't. Gets it off the car on the right wing. Six seconds on the shot clock as Penaluna in the low post has to force a pass into Glorbert to cut out the basket and Glorbert gets the easy two themselves down at the last second in that 24th shot clock. Hurst with the ball. Bibby comes out, gets it at the top. Abrams on the left, cutting into the key. The Lovely. pass for Tolo. Oh, came off the underside of the basket. Probably thought she got a bit of a push in the back, but the Hibbert brings it back down for Boleyn. 42-39, the Caps lead by three. As Milner gets it on the left wing. Down to Zoe Carr. Back out to Penaluna. Again from about 19 foot. She hits the same one as she did a minute ago. That's right. And it's a one-point game. And, you know, the Cooley have not let it all in this game. And they certainly have to be focused on maintaining a lead. And they're trying to get an extended lead here. So they've gone down to a one-point lead. As Abrams... Tosses it inside to Tolo and Glorbitz reaches and knocks it away. Caps will still have it underneath their offensive basket. Caps. Abrams to inbound. 
Caps are looking so shell-shocked here as the inbound ball goes to Bibby. Bibby's left-handed jump shot from 12 feet just was short. It actually hit the back ball and the side of the ring. That is a, a real indication of how much pressure these guys are under at the moment because that's a routine shot. Right, they're, just, they're looking quite stagnant offensively. So, uh, you know, I noticed Graffy is pulling Muffy White into the mix now and she'll come in and hopefully start getting some flash-type action happening for Canberra, trying to open up some opportunities. Carr goes to work on the left side. Pass down to Penaluna and Bishop. Great defensive work. Stole it, picked it up, gets it to Abrams at half court. She's got Hurst on the left wing for three. Won't... Yes, it does! Oh! That Hurst's first basket. Penaluna back at the other end for an easy transition basket. Good transition from Bolina. Came right back at him. So still a two-point game here. Cam comes down, goes into Bishop. Goes to work against Carr. Feeds it out to Avens. Back into Tolo. Can't make it. Right, left that one a little bit short. Okay. Hibbert with a defensive rebound. Lorbert's on the left wing. She puts it on the floor. Driving inside. Lays it in and fouled by Tolo. And that was just slack defence. Great defense, and look honestly, if you're going to foul someone in that situation, you sure as hell don't let them get a shot off like that. You've got to stop the ball. That's exactly right. And uh, I think, you know, the, a lot of the capital shots are coming up short, and that's a reflection of tension, you know. When you start shooting the ball and it comes short off the iron, it's a reflection that you know, they're not relaxed, they're feeling a bit of ten- tension, and. Uh, Things aren't, things aren't going their way and the score's all tied up. Glorbett's going for the lead with this one, Mark. She has. First time Bulleen has led in this game. 46-45, Bulleen leading here. Four minutes to go to three-quarter time. This is a real surprise as Hurst dribbles away to the right side, around a couple of players. Back out to Bishop. Left side is Abrams. She puts it on the floor, driving aside. Hebert reached in and knocked it away from behind. And gets it back in the front court. Left alone outside. Three won't go. Hurst to the defensive rebound. Just kept it away from Milner. Well, that could have been ugly. 46-45. Hurst looking to set up the place. Tolo and Bishop setting up high post screens. As Hurst goes left side. Muscle wide into Tolo. Low post across the key. Fouled in the act of shooting. And Penaluna will be called for her fourth foul. Yeah, look, Penaluma has done a great job of staying out there. She's played, what's that, six and a half minutes with three fouls, and she's now, uh, you know, just racked up her fourth, so she's given really valuable court time out there. And, you know, she's created some problems defensively. We've seen Tolo, Bishop, and Beattie unable to make some easy shots under the basket there, and that's been a bit of a factor for, for this game. Indeed it has been. Well, who would have expected this the way it went in that first quarter and early in the second? 46-45, Bulleen leading. Penaluna is out. She will be replaced. Will be Carr, Crosswhite, Glorbitz, um, Hibbert and Milner, I think Milner and Hibbert. Yeah. And uh, the Capitals possibly, although it looks like Bibby's out for the Caps. But yeah, the Capitals still got too much on the bench though. But they, but they just need to get a roll on to get it going. Craig. Interestingly enough, Cheryl Chambers pointed out that the Capitals cannot run with them at the moment. They are just not matching the tempo and intensity of the Bulleen Boomers. She said that's what she wants. She wants them to keep running, keep running at the Capitals and really make them go for it. She also is saying to them, if you don't feel like you can give 100%, Sub there, I'll get a sub in there. I'll have another person running 100% and give you a time to re-energise. 
Simon. Nothing surprisingly calm considering the team's down for the first time in the game, but still wants them on the glass. Just not enough effort on that glass at either end. Wants them to really be aware of their matchups as well. Things are getting their communications breaking down in the matchups and not aware of who they're supposed to be defending. Tolo ties it back up as she made the second of her free throws, missed the first. So it's 46 all, 322 to three quarter time, and Milner brings it back across centre court, being watched by Hurst. Gets it to Carr on the left at the top. Carr going against um, Tolo, gets it down low to Pivot, back out to Glorbitz. Glorbitz driving inside, off to. Crosswhite is into the game and she hits the outside jumper to give the Boomers their biggest lead of the game, 48-46. So Hurst then looking to set up a play. We're inside three minutes and three-quarter time. Hurst left side to Musselwhite. Musselwhite to Tolo high post. Down to Bishop. Bishop taking it inside. Won't go. And just hands inside. And Tolo is, uh, looks like she's struggling a little bit. Yeah. As she was coming back up court. She does. And puffing pretty hard there, so... Uh starting to feel it. Glorbitz hands off to Milner in the left corner. Milner dribbles back out of there. Down to Carr. Carr in towards Hibbert and Musselwhite. Good defence. Knocks it away but Boleyn will still have the ball with four seconds on the shot clock. Just four seconds to try and jack something up. Boy, it has been a very quiet third quarter here scoring wise. Glorbitz looking with the inbound pass. As Hibbert goes to the ground, knocked away by Bishop. Well, it comes off uh, Boleyn, so the Cats will get off a turnover. It's really important that this possession, that Canberra come down and score, because, you know, they've got it. They can't allow Boleyn to get their uh, lead out. It's two points at the moment, but it just seems to me that the moment that Boleyn seem to get any sort of uh, gap in the score, that they'll just continue to go on. It'll give them the, the motivation and, and what have you to continue to build on a lead. So I'm Katrina Hibbert okay. coming out now for Lisa Parton. That's an interesting switch, but you'll notice that Zoe Carr's getting a lot of time. She's doing a lot of talking on the bench, really playing a leadership role. As the Caps have it back in the front court, then Hurst on the left wing, trailing by two, the Caps are. Cross to Musselwhite on the right, Abrams in the corner. Back to Musselwhite from the top for three. It won't go. Bishop will get the offensive board and get it back out of there to Hurst to set up another play. It was better execution in the half court then from the mark. They got some good ball movement. Lots of hands in there from Boleyn as Bishop dribbles down towards the low post, was fouled by Crosswhite. And that's the third on Crosswhite as well. So the Caps will have the ball from the left wing. It's only the third team foul. Not in the penalty yet. Musselwhite off the inbound pass. Gets it to Hurst on the right wing. She drives in the paint. Little 10-foot jumper. Won't go. And ball on the floor. Tolo is going to be called for the reach in as they were fighting for position and trying to grab it on the floor. Right. I mean, that call was a little late. It was the right call, but it was a little late. So... Subs coming in for the Capitals. Yep, Beatty's coming in for Tolo. Bibby is back in for Musselwhite. And Pauline, well, Beatty comes down to help out on the inbound pass in the backcourt. Pardon gets it for Pauline. Off to Milner. Milner on the left wing, dribbles to centre court. Just getting it across in time. Now Crosswhite, back to Milner on the right wing. Lorbert's in front of her. Pardon, back to Milner. 
looking to try and force a pass inside, but they can't do it right now. Milner just jacks up a three that comes off the uh, front of the rim, out of bounds. Last touch by Cars is the referee, and the Caps will have the ball. Off, uh, well, I, th- I think um, Milner had to jack one up because there was just nothing happening for her. And uh, the shot clock was running out. Yeah, she didn't have any option there. She really just did need to take that one. And the score's been at this for about a minute, minute and a half now. I think Mark and, uh, you know, Capitals have... Crowd trying to get the caps going here. Yeah, that's right. Bibby on the left wing to Beatty low post, who just couldn't set the ball and grab it. Turnover again against the Capitals. And we're inside the last minute, 53 seconds to go till three-quarter time. Bulleen may be at the front at three-quarter time. Pardon on the right wing for Bulleen. Back to Glorbitz. Glorbitz looking to come around the screen, driving down the centre of the lane. Puts a layup up, ball loose. Beatty pick it up and get it to Hurst. And the Caps can close, can tie it up here as Bibby driving baseline against Pardon. Tries to lay it up and Pardon with a great defensive block on Bibby who's a bit slow to get up from that one. And Carr driving straight down the centre of the lane. Layup won't go for a tip loose, and Hurst has it for 17 seconds. The Caps can tie this up or take the lead. But, geez, they have not looked good here in the third quarter. They certainly have, and they're currently losing this quarter 15 to 7. So, now they really want to make sure that they get a score at this last bit. Hurst. Oh. oh, Hurst drove inside. Poor pass. Glorbis won't get the shot off in time. Well, who would have believed at three-quarter time there are some bullying supporters here and they're standing, giving their team a standing ovation at three-quarter time because they lead 48 to 46. You would not have believed it. You would not have thought it, and uh, they deserve a standing ovation. They do. They've done a great job. You know, the second quarter, they set themselves up. They won that quarter 16 to 14, and now this last quarter, they've won 7 to 15, and uh, the Capitals have got some serious, uh, I guess, problems with their execution and um, the way they're playing their game. They really have to make some changes to ensure that they, uh, you know, can get themselves really back into this game because right now they're not looking like they're going to be in this game at all in this last quarter. Seven points. Seven points for the Capitals for the quarter would be one of their lowest of the year, I'm sure. Absolutely one of their lowest and I think it would be a long time since the Capitals team has only scored seven points in a quarter. So, uh, you know, they'd be very disappointed with that. I think um, Graffy again, I mean, you know, it's all about possession, and that's the way that you'll get the momentum. They've got to get players on the glass. Craig. Guys, Cheryl Chambers, extremely composed. The talk from Shelley Hammonds was about that 10 minutes and how they are just running with it. You will have noticed in that last part of that quarter, they had Hibbert off. They had a whole range of players off just trying to keep them fresh for this last 10 minutes. And the talk on the bench was, we can keep going. Canberra's choked. And we are going to take this grand final to Melbourne in two weeks' time. It is a very big, big call by the Bulleen Boomers. Caps um, uncharacteristically quiet in that entire thing. Graffy spent a full minute and a half talking with the other coaches before she came over to address the team. So I'm not sure what to make of that. They didn't seem too worried, too concerned, but really happy with their defence. Really wants them to focus more on offence, focus more on their poise. They do need to control their poise as the Capitals will have the ball for the start of the fourth quarter. It's Abrams to inbound it for Hurst. There's Beatty, Bishop and Bibby 
who's on the right wing, cuts along the baseline as Hurst has it and she dribbles to the right side. Then you set up a play. Abrams right wing, down to Bishop low post. Off to Bibby on the left wing for three. Won't go for her. And Bishop though steals the ball back off cross white. And the Caps will get the second opportunity. Bibby gets it on the right wing. Bibby looking for Beatty inside, gets it to her. Beatty, oh, just left that one short, gets her own offensive board, sticks the second time up, and then a defensive foul is called on Reed. Zoe Carr turned around and said, No, you're not calling that on me. But it wasn't, it was Reed, there was the two in there. And Bibby, uh, Beatty will be going to the line for free throws. As the Caps still lead by two here, half a minute gone in the fourth quarter. A slightly unusual style from Beatty. Doesn't work the first time. Beatty for her second free throw. Just cocks the angle, the uh, the wrist, and turns it round and couldn't get it to go though. Caps have the ball knocked out of bounds by the Boomers, so they'll have it on the left wing. Another opportunity. Bishop back to Abrams. Bibby's on the right wing. As Abrams now dribbles towards the, down the centre, pulls out of that one, goes to Hurst on the left wing. Beatty inside, needs to get out of there. Beatty drives inside, left-handed lap, won't go, tipped away. Beatty again, and it's about the fourth possession in a row the Capitals have had and an opportunity to try and score a basket. Hurst on the right wing, back to Bibby. Bibby to Abrams on the left wing. Abrams into Beatty at the free throw line. A force of the pass towards Beatty and Hibbert just reached and knocked it away and the Capitals lost it. They're just really the opportunity. offensively. They're not taking their own opportunities when they come their way. They have a lot of possession there that's uh, not able to convert that. Car back to Crosswide at the top. Down to Hibbert on the right wing. Crowd screaming defence from the Capitals. As Milner puts up what would have been a three loose ball is picked up by Bishop and gives it to Hurst to bring into the front court so no damage done for the Capitals as Abrams has it on the left wing Bishop at the top for three yes! Capitals are back in front Bishop has um, not ten points for the game from Abby Bishop because with her out there taking that three there wasn't much on the glass to get any sort of second chance so she really needed to make that one she has two threes tonight the Caps are back in front 49-48 just under 8 minutes to go here's Hibbert backing in low post fall away jumper won't go Hurst to the defensive rebound and she quickly down the left wing maybe the Caps now will get some confidence as she drove towards the baseline into Beatty Beatty across to Bishop on the left side Another three from Bishop won't go. Crosswhite comes back and grabs the defensive rebound. Yeah, McCurst is the second leading rebounder for Canberra at this stage. Second, I thought she might have been first. Yeah, <laughs> She's, she has grabbed first, quite I a few. Think, yeah. She's been second most of the night. Carvu Hibbert on the left side, knocked away by Bibby. Hibbert picks it up, gives it to Milner. Right side for Reed for three. Won't go. Bishop defensive rebound. And Hurst will come down if he gets the message from Kerry Graff on the sideline. What do you want, want us to do? Seven minutes to go here in the fourth quarter. The ball quickly into Beattie. Back to Abrams. Three from the right. It's all net. Abrams another three. And look, importantly for Canberra, they've got 
for Canberra. What they've done defensively is that they've forced uh, Bellini to situations where they've got the shot clock down to the last couple of seconds and they're having to take four shots rather than getting the easy look through their offensive execution that they were getting in that third quarter. So that's been an important shift for Canberra in this quarter. 52-48, the Caps back in front by four. Oh, boy, that was a hugely important couple of threes, but it's three-pointers. They haven't been good at tonight. No. Um, well, they've actually hit eight of 21 now. It's up to 38% three-pointers, but uh, it's been a while since they hit one, and to hit two quickly in a row to take a four-point lead is very important for them. As we're going down to Craig. Cheryl wants them to slow down and execute. The talk from Shelley Hammonds and Sharon Milner was that they were just rushing, and they were rushing, not getting the hands, getting the ball into the right hands before the set. And that was just running their clock out because they weren't like, doing what they were doing earlier, which was making yes, open players for themselves. So, not panic stations. Cheryl Chambers said, we just need to calm it down and be a bit more uh, precise in their execution. Simon acknowledging that the strength that the Caps have got at the moment is at the defensive end and she's very happy with the defensive output. Still wants them to push tempo. Doesn't want them to just go out the other end and just poke around. As we've got Bishop and Tolos as the two bigs. Pereira's in as well for the Caps. As Bulling have it in the front court. Carter, Glorbert's on the right wing. Looking to take it down the corner. Back to Milner cutting in the paint. Hands off to Purden. Baseline jumper won't go. Milner inside with the offensive board. And there's no way she should get inside and get an offensive board. <laughs> but she did. Gives it to Hibbert as she drove out. Dribbled outside. Hibbert down to Pardon. Pardon. Turnaround jumper won't go. And who's back there? But Nat Hurst with another defensive rebound. Into Bishop who drives down the centre of the lane. And Carr reaches in and knocks it away but didn't foul. But the Caps will still have the ball underneath the offensive basket. 6.17 to go here in the final quarter as Abrams inbounds it to Pereira. From the right for three, won't go. Bishop tips it away loose and Abrams picks it up and the Caps are starting to dominate and get lots of second and third chances. That's right, and Bulleen certainly can't afford to give him that many opportunities at the offensive end. Hurst. Back off to Pereira, puts it on the floor, driving down to the baseline where Bishop puts a 14 foot jumper up. She's just got to stay outside of the key. She's shooting, I think, three from four from three point range, and she's making those nice short range perimeter jumpers. She just can't buy one under the basket. So, Bishop with 12 points for the game as she's defending Hibbert right now. Hibbert, turnaround jumper, won't go. Hit Bishop with a defensive rebound, and it's been a big minute from Bishop. Yeah, Bishop's really picked up her intensity and her work right here, and it's paying dividends for us. Not starting, you know, not going her way a bit. Six point lead is Hurst driving inside, jacks up a layup. Tolo grabs the rebound, sticks it back in, and the Capitals are up by eight. Yes, I think we got a timeout called by who else but Boleyn as the Capitals lead 56 to 48. Mariana Tolo with that basket. She's got 12 as well. Bishop and Tolo both with 12. The bigs dominating inside. Yeah, absolutely. Four minutes of really critical basketball there out of Canberra. I think yeah, the bigs are doing a great job of dominating inside, but I think Natty Hurst is doing a great job of controlling the tempo and of getting on the glass. She's picking up rebounds as well for him. So I think while she's not scoring, while she's not on the scoreboard, in this four minutes of play, she's actually been quite key to what's happened for Canberra. 
Yeah, the rebounding Bishop's got ten to lead the lead the Capitals. There's two on nine, and Hurst will be one of those. Hurst will be one of those. There's no doubt about that. And uh, great. And Cheryl Chambers still very composed in the timeout, although this time they aren't leading. But she said, still plenty of time in this game. We need to run our, execute our offense and stay on our defense. She said, our defense is breaking down at the moment. We just need to go back to what was winning us or getting us to the front of this game a few moments ago. Simon Peters hurt Coach Brown. Four minutes ago, the three-quarter time break, you saw the Caps on the bench. They looked lost. They looked like they didn't really know what to do. A quick one minute and about eight points later, bang, they're all on. They're all focused. They're ready to roll. Crappy's the same story, but the girls are just very focused. So, Boleyn have it in the backcourt as Lobitz gets it on the inbound pass. Back to Milner to bring down the centre court as Hurst watches her intently. Lobitz gets it on the left wing against Pereira. To Pendaluna, who's back into the game. Pivot on the right wing. Back for Milner. Milner at the top of the key. Left side to Glorbitz. As Tolo gets... Uh, was uh, Pereira knocked away. Great defensive block from Tolo on uh, Penaluna. And the Caps will have uh, the ball back down in the front court. Huge defensive block from Tolo. And really important to Pereira. Without a play. And she was the last line of defence then. First to Tolo. Left side finds Abrams. As Tolo goes to the low post. Gets the ball there. Hook shot. Underhanded one won't go from her, and Hibbert with a defensive board gives it to Milner to bring back down the left wing. Milner back for Hibbert at the top, right side finds Penaluna. Penaluna into Glorbitz, backing in against Hurst. Not loose, Penaluna picks it up, Carr not wanting to take a shot, takes it down. Oh, nice little hook shot from Zoe Carr. Tough mate from Zoe Carr to get that away. I mean, she basically had three defenders on her, but she did a great job of getting it away and converting it. And important for their confidence to get a basket. 56-50, the Caps lead with four minutes to go. It ain't over yet. Abrams to Pereira on the left wing. Puts it on the floor, drives to the baseline, round the corner for Tolo. Tolo score. Easy layup. 14 for Tolo. Milner brings it back for the Boomers on the left wing. Bishop almost steals it, knocks it away. Penaluna low post. Polo comes across, but Penaluna can get the easy basket. Silenced the crowd a little, didn't she? But uh, good, good decision making by Penaluna. Got Polo in the air and they convert that. Abrams on the right wing, 58-52. Bishop back to Abrams. Polo's low post. Bishop goes Pereira on the left wing. Tolo high post, comes back to Abrams Hurst, three from the right is in and out, but Tolo gets the offensive board, second chance for the Capitals again and some time off the clock here for them too, Mark yep. Hurst will dribble back out and set up the play, 13 seconds on the shot clock, we're inside the final three minutes of regular time as Hurst dribbles away to the left Finds Pereira in the corner. Chip put up a three. Comes off the rim. Third opportunity as Abrams grabs the offensive basket. And they look down at Graffy who uh, put up a signal. I couldn't quite tell what it was. I wouldn't know if I'd seen what it was anyway. <laughs> Pereira at the top of the key with the ball. Back to Hurst. Bishop low post. Turns into the key. Takes it to the basket. Bishop! Basket! 14 points for the game. That really hurts to win because that was three offensive the camera had in a row there, so there's time off the clock and they got the conversion at the end. 60-52, Caps lead, Carr in the right corner, back to Penaluna, off to Hibbert, being watched by Abrams, 
Hibbert as Penaluna sets up a screen. Bishop watching Hibbert now. Tough defence. Pass off the car. Didn't get it off in time. And the shot clock ran out. And another turnover against the Bulleen Boomers. Two minutes and three seconds on the clock. The Capitals, it's theirs to lose right now. Yeah, and look, it's so much easier, isn't it, to run out the last two minutes of a game when you've got an eight-point lead. Pauline are looking tired, and uh, they've got a big road ahead of them. So Hurst with the ball on the right wing. Pereira gets it at the top. Abrams cuts across to the left. Pereira called for a travel. Basket won't count. Time out. Uh, Turnover against the Capitals. And Carr will inbound in the backcourt as Milner is being harassed. She gets those down to uh, Glorbitz who drives to the baseline. Bishop steps in and tries to knock it away. Glorbitz still with it. Across the key she goes. Penaluna on the right wing. Back for Milner on the left wing. Three-pointer from Milner. Won't go. And Hurst becomes double figures with the rebounds tonight. That will be her tenth rebound. And she'll dribble back into the front court. Minute 20 to go here. Eight points to lead still for the Capitals. In, inside to Bishop. Bishop taking on Penaluna. is called for another travel. Two travels against the Capitals. First time all night. Right. Timeout called by Bulleen. Minute 15 to go. Minute 15 to go and it's going to be a big ass. Eight points down with a minute 15 to go. You know... Bulleen have just got to throw everything they have into this last minute of quarter. And I think, you know, Canberra, if they're smart, will just continue with the defensive intensity and uh, let that generate the offensive end for them. Michelle Timms, uh, a bullying great. It's actually down listening to Carrie Graff, what Carrie's saying right now. Of course, she's commentating with the ABC. But, oh, well, we've got a minute 15 to go. Caps up by eight. Um, they did in the be, water, didn't they? They did for a long time. Yeah, they and really That did. third quarter, though, was terrible. And at the start of the fourth, it looked like they weren't going to hit anything. But now they're, uh, they've come alive. And, uh, well, we're going to hear what Guys, uh, Craig's taking. Guys, it's interesting taken. how the game changes throughout this time. Cheryl Chambers and the team saying we still need to execute. And we still, we still have got a chance here, but... They've got to run through their sets and not rush the shots like you saw Milner down there. Stacking off a three-pointer with 13 seconds to go. One of the big things that Katrina Hibbert's trying to tell them, also Shelley Hammond is, if you're two seconds in the key, get out. They've already dominated that key early in the game. Now they've got to create space to find the open players where they can make the shot. Simon Peters. Crappy, I'd like to say as you'd expect, one minute to go, but number one thing, the clock is your friend. Well, the Bulleen Boomers just got into the front court, almost lost it, but they have it. Milner with the ball at the top of the key. Pardon. Pardon to Penaluna. Milner back on the left side. Pereira working hard against Glorbitz. Hibbert at the free throw line. Shot won't go, but the ball is loose. Back out to Hibbert. Three-pointer from the left won't go. This time it's Hurst with another defensive rebound. And that's a big one for the Capitals because we're inside 50 seconds here in the final quarter and well Bulleen ain't going to foul her, they're just going to let her play they're going to waste some time off the clock here, I'm surprised they're not fouling, Hurst to Abrams 60-52, the pass down to Bishop low post, to Hurst Hurst knocked out of bounds and the referee says there was nothing illegal about that, Nat Hurst turnover against the Capitals Purden 
Harden drives it down the quick court. Off to Glorbitz. Glorbitz working his Pereira. 24 seconds left in the game. Pivot across to Milner. Milner gives it to Harden. Three-pointer from the left side. Won't go. Bishop defensive rebound. And that is it. The game is all over. 13 seconds here to go. Bullying aren't fouling. So the Capitals will host the grand final in two weeks' time. Seven seconds on the clock. Hurst just dribbling it out. Just going to waste the time off the clock. It's all over. It's a full time. Capitals 60, Bulling 52. And the grand final will be here in two weeks' time. And, well, they may be back. What a great defensive effort. 14 to 4 in the final quarter, Michelle. That was a great effort from the Capitals in the fourth quarter to win that one. Oh, absolutely fantastic effort from Canberra at the defensive end of the floor. I, for all money, I thought they might have been gone at three-quarter time there because they just looked like a lost cause. They had no momentum. They had no rhythm. Uh, defensively, they were breaking down. They lacked communication. But, you know, they came out at, uh, at three-quarter time on a mission. And they stuck to the game plan, they got on the glass, they did the defensive job and it started to fall in place for them. They did. They did a great job, and uh, the Capitals just at centre court, being acknowledged by the crowd, who were on their feet, standing, giving them a standing ovation. And uh, well, at three-quarter time, it was a small group of Bulleen fans that were sitting down over to the right from us, who were standing at three-quarter time, celebrating. And uh, well, they deserved it at that time. But the Capitals showed their mettle and finally came good in the fourth quarter to win it. They showed their depth too. I think that's an important thing. Was that you know Pereira was out there for a lot of minutes in that last quarter. Yeah, she was. That was she, surprising. But she did a good job on Desi Glover's. Um, you know, so and again, you know, Diddy came in and, and out, and they were able to mix around the group a little bit and maintain the level that they had at that early in that quarter. Oh, right. We've, a very good quarter as well. Were you surprised, though, with a minute to go, the bullying perhaps didn't try fouling? I was a bit, actually. They really needed to get possession. They didn't have time to be, uh, you know, waiting for them. So I was surprised that they didn't try and, you know, put them on the line. I mean, Canberra from the line tonight only shot at 57%. You know, and you just got to take that kind of risk. You're down by eight points. There's a minute quarter to go. You can't afford to let the offensive team play with the ball for 24 seconds at a time. You've got to foul someone. And, uh, you know, I, I think... Perhaps that was the
Yes, Craig there talking with Cheryl Chambers. I did call her Cheryl Miller earlier. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be such a bad thing. Cheryl Miller was quite a player, wasn't she? <laughs> yes. So it is um, an eight-point win, and somewhere out there in the middle, Simon's probably trying to uh, find something. The crowd are out there with all the players. Okay, as, guys, uh, we've got Maddie Horst here if we're ready to have a chat with her. Speed, you've been out for quite a while, Matt. How's it feel to get back out there? Um, yeah, it was nice. It's um, nice to be back on the court with the girls this weekend. Uh, to get a win like that, uh, it's really emotional, but it feels really good. And um, I guess you won't be uh, too concerned about the two weeks extra break you're going to get, a little bit more rest to uh, look after those shins? Um, yeah, look, you know, it gives us girls with the niggling injuries time to, to recover and, you know, get back into the groove of, you know, training three and four times for the girls a week, but uh, also gives us nice luxury to get, have a bit of a rest as well and uh, get ourselves right and, you know, can we improve on, on our defence in two weeks? Can, we, can our offence be sharper? So, you know, we'll look at that and see if we can come back out a better team in two weeks. I know you said you're feeling a little bit emotional, a little bit wrapped up in the moment. How many times have you sat here on this bench at a grand final in the AIS arena and in two weeks you're going to be starting point guard? Ah, How yeah. How's that feel? <laughs> it's taken me a while, but, uh, you know, my goal at the start of the season, or before before I took over being the point guard of this team, was to, to lead this team to a championship. And, uh, you know, I get my chance to, to get my goal, so I'm really looking forward to two weeks' time. Well, and I speak for everyone here in Canberra, mate. We love you. You're our home girl. And we are looking forward to watching you kick ass in two weeks. Thanks, mate. I think, Michelle, you did pick him out. I'm, I'm still looking. Yeah, um, I think, Michelle, you did pick him out. I'm, I'm still looking. But I'm sure he'll be uh, trying to catch up with somebody else from the Capitals. As uh, the crowd are celebrating out there, getting autographs and uh, celebrating with the crowd. So um, they will definitely be happy. And, of course, well, what it all means is that in two weeks' time... The grand final will be here. The Capitals will host it. And um, Boleyn now will sit and watch tomorrow night, as uh, Craig said with Cheryl Chambers, to see who wins between uh, Townsville, who will be hosting Adelaide. And then next weekend, it will be... Uh, Boleyn will host the winner of tomorrow night's game to see who comes back here in two weeks' time. Well, we hope to see you back here in two weeks. I hope so. 
Yes, Desiree Glover's talking there with Craig, and uh, well, I, I think we might see them back here. As uh, Craig is now with uh, Trina Hibbert. I've got uh, no. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think they started to suck it in, and, and we were all crowded on, on top of each other, and we just didn't keep that discipline, that space in to let whoever was inside go to work, and then let whatever came out of that, you know, find it man or one on one. And, and I think that was um, a big factor at the end that we need to really to work on. All that. Great. Thank you. And we're going to try and get out to Simon if he will uh, look up here. <laughs> we'll. Uh, He's got Carrigraph with him, who uh, no doubt will be happy with the fourth quarter, but not wouldn't be happy with the whole performance overall tonight. With the the way they um well, our offense was a bit congested, but you know to hold them to 52, our goal was under 60. So that was a, if you can do that, even when you don't have good shooting nights or they defend you, you have got a great opportunity to win. So did you ever think that that it was out of your grasp when they hit, I think they went on a, a 13 to 6 no, because there was a long time to go, you know, and, and the big thing was we were getting it done at the defensive end, you know, we, we couldn't score at this end, you were missing shots, turning it over, you know, incredible end, I mean, they defended us well, they, you know, the referees and rightly so allowed it to be physical and let the players play, which is a good thing, um, you know, we probably didn't adjust to, to some of the physicality to finish shots inside, but, you know, we, we hunked up, you know, we persisted, stayed focused and then it'll turn around, you know, I think that's what happened in the fourth quarter. You mentioned the crowd, Grappy. Like those two players, I think it was um, Bishop and Tolo came down, scored four, or four points in a row, and the crowd just erupted on one of those second ones, and you just saw like an instant transformation. And how crucial is that stuff? That's huge. I mean, that's what home court advantage is all about, and and playing in a big gym, you know. Like, I mean, I don't know what the crowd was tonight, but it, you know, it would have had to be two and a half close like to three. three yeah, you know, it, it would be nice to think that in a in, you know next season, if we're in the semis, that we would fill up for a semi. Um, you know, the thing now we got a home final. You know, this place will be full for a home final. You know, it, it, it is a huge advantage. There's no question. I'm sure if you ask Pauline down the stretch when the crowd jumped on our back, how they were feeling. Well, you that's know? the same thing. You saw the, you saw your team lift. You saw Pauline just. Uh, it's just like that extra pressure from the work through, and then things started falling off. It, you, it was a real sort of roller coaster of, of, of momentum there, and you guys just hung up at that crucial time. I think 
you know, I was watching all the timeouts, and your calmest timeout personally was the one where you'd been down for one point first time in the game. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing, you know. I mean, my job as a coach is to lead the team, and, you know, when you when it's tight like that, I've got to stay, stay focused. Yeah. You know, I tend to get into them when things are rolling, you know, they can handle it then. At that instant, they didn't need me to get all over them. We were, you know, we were defending well. Shots weren't going. Um, you know, they've got to hang tough, you know. And, and like, I mean, Bishop played like a woman. You know, she's, she's started to do that this season is when we need a big play, she comes up with it. You know, and you've got to say, she's not a star of the future. She's a star right now, you know. She's got a whole lot more improving to go, but, you know, she, she stepped up when we needed her. And I think that was a, a huge part. I think Ab- um, Kelly Abrams' defence was huge for us. Um, you know, I think we had, and the good thing, I mean, we win a game like that, and we have a lot of people that probably weren't quite up to, weren't quite up to there. I hope not on that then. No. <laughs> weren't quite on on song, but that's a good sign if you can, you know, grind out a win against a team that are playing with reckless abandon. Then that's a, a sign of our depth and and the fact that we can win when not everyone's firing. Well, thank you very much for your time. We'll see you in two weeks, and uh, let's bring another one home. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Scrappy. There's Carrie Graff there talking with Simon as Craig. We're going to Craig, um, who has... Well, he's with Zoe Carr, so uh, he should be talking to her any second. Here we go. Craig with Zoe Carr. Thanks, Craig. Talking with Zoe Carr there. Uh, yeah, I, if, if they can repeat that performance, um, I think there's a real, real chance that uh, we will see them here back. Um, of course, last week they did beat Townsville down there, so they'll, right. they'll feel very confident of it's Townsville down there. And uh, the way Adelaide's actually been playing lately, they probably feel confident against Adelaide too. So, and th- they really did play well, especially that third quarter and. Uh, when they managed to get it back inside. And 
Oh, this, yeah. Yeah, Craig, Craig's going to jump in there. Yep. Abby Bishop and uh, really she at the start of the fourth quarter there was just hugely important in the turnaround. Should have. They should have. They should have. That's right. 46 to 28 in the end. Natalie Hurst racking up 11 re- equal top rebounder, 11 for the game. Bishop ended up. She had a pretty ordinary first half, I would say, but you know she ended up with a double double, 14 points, 11 boards. Tolo with 14 as well. You know you've got um, both uh, Bibby and Abrams with eight apiece. So you know spreading the, the scoring around from Canberra. For Bulleen, uh, we got uh, Zoe Cartop scored for, with them for 10, Desiree Glorbitz with 9, and then it's Penaluma with 8, and uh, Hibbert for 7. Um, the other interesting thing, though, was the Boomers got more points in the paint against Cambridge and I, 30 to 22. So that, that, that's a real surprising one. Yeah, it's quite a surprise. So, um, look, I think, you know, Bulleen did a fantastic job tonight, and I think whoever they meet... Uh, I mean, you know, both Adelaide and Townsville would have been watching this game tonight and whoever gets through that game tomorrow night will know that they are going to have one hell of a job ahead of them to um, get over Bulleen and get themselves on a road trip to Canberra in two weeks' time. Yeah, well, I'm sure they were watching it as well. The, uh, the Hopefully they were listening to us. <laughs> the, the, the official attendance, 2,250. It was revised down. It seemed a tad optimistic, Mark. <laughs> well, we were, that was a game number, actually, but... <laughs> it looked good. It did indeed. It sounded good anyway. And um, guys, it, it was an interesting game. Momentum swings, as we said, Derby Bishop, was the difference. I know we've got an absolutely buggered 
Simon Peters from the AIS Basketball Network. He doesn't have to work that hard at an AIS game, that's for sure. He's going to have a good... He doesn't have to work that hard right. anyway. <laughs> and people who know you know why. <laughs> Guys, it is going to be Sport Radio's honour and privilege to cover the grand final in two weeks' time. I hope you'll join us there. We had a, a bit of a trial, a few hiccups along the way, but I'm sure we'll be back bigger than ever in two weeks' time. Don't forget, you can watch tomorrow night's game on ABC2, and then, of course, next week it'll be on ABC2, and then you can, well, join us, sportradio.com.au, for the live action of the grand final from the AS Arena, and we are looking forward to it. Mark Aston. Pleasure catching up with you once again. What's your uh, thoughts for tomorrow night's game? Adelaide coming off a midweek run and Townsville up there in the firehouse. Adelaide haven't been good since Christmas and uh, I think Townsville will definitely win tomorrow night. Michelle, Townsville as well. I'm thinking it is going to be a Townsville bullying game next week. I will be interested to know if uh, it is bullying back in two weeks' time. I think they're good enough to be. I I think they will. It's just a case of what does this loss do to them mentally. That will be a major question. It'll be answered in the week ahead. Until two weeks' time, join us for the live WNBL Grand Final on sportradio.com.